that everyone's here today. It is going to be a fantastic show. We have so much to talk about. Before we get into that, let me just break down everything. First, yes, we are reviewing Strange New Worlds. We're reviewing the Oroville. All those things are happening. We're also talking about Strange New Worlds adopting a, um, or introducing a non-binary character. Marina Sirtis, a.k.a. Deanna Troy, talking about how Picard Season 3 uh, celebrates the cast, the TNG cast, much better than the movies did. And apparently J.J. Abrams was fired, which we called last week. <laughs> we are talking about all that, but we are also going to be talking about the 100K Challenge! The Battle Royale! Our 100K celebration, and we're going to get more into that in just a moment. But first, Shane, how you doing, buddy? You know what? I'm I'm doing pretty darn good today. Um, despite being up very late last night trying to get you a script and audio for the upcoming video we're having this weekend. Um, yeah, it's been a good day. How about you? Yeah, uh, this, yeah, you guys, you guys don't know this, but uh, this poor guy here is uh, working on his house, and he's in a bind where he has to, he has to, he has to get it like done ASAP so he can sell it. It's a whole thing and. <laughs> There's guys outside right now literally doing things, probably looking for me, and I'm just hiding. I'm, <laughs> just doing, hiding. I'm, doing, like, I'm doing a stream, I'm hiding, I don't want to deal with it. Anymore. Yeah, just hiding in his in, in the in the office. Okay, um yeah, I'm doing okay, man. Um we're gonna I'm editing to editing later on today with gummy, which is gonna be fun. Mm. And I got to make a whole bunch of new uh whole bunch new I don't know how to a lot of new. Uh, members assets which is great and i updated our stream stuff and just getting ready to go full tilt bro because that's that's uh this train is moving and uh even if we wanted to stop it we couldn't it's it's happening it's keep going it's, without us it's going hard yeah <laughs> my computer is now sentient it would just keep creating without me oh my you've created control what's going on um yeah no i'm, I'm very excited we got a lot of things coming up i, I just to let everybody know, if you're not already like a member of our channel, let me tell you why you want to be a member. Besides these really great articles or stories that we're going to be talking about later that are going to go to the member section, what'd you say? It was a uh, strange new world is introducing a non-binary character. Uh, season three of Picard is cherishing the TNG cast and JJ Abrams was fired over at HBO. Um, besides <laughs> those things, let me tell you guys what else is, what else is coming. We're going to be doing interviews with, with, pretty much everyone from the Orville, all of the actors from the Orville, all kinds of different people. And we're going to be doing those live on our member streams. So every time we interview somebody, no matter what day of, no matter what time of the day, night, whatever, we interview them, we're going to do it live with members. Members are going to be able to ask questions for everybody that we interview. And that's not just the Orville, but we're also trying to get into interviewing strange new worlds actors. And we got this whole thing going with, um, with uh with these production companies to get more interviews for you guys so that's one reason yeah. why you want to be in the member section the other reason you want to be in the member section is we're getting ready to do this 100k battle royale giveaway oh my god uh, if you don't know anything about it uh a long time ago a long long time ago uh when we were only a 400 subscriber channel 400 galaxy four, far far away Yes, 400. And there are still some of you here with us from back then. We did these crazy things called uh, battle royales. And uh, to celebrate, you know, uh, milestones. 
And we said every time we doubled, we were going to do one. Well, 400 was the last time we did it. But what's cool is, is we took we took people who were members or people from the channel, and we actually put them on this into this uh, competition or this this tournament, basically. And tournament person, of champions. Tournament, right? We put all these people in this tournament, and whoever won would end up getting prizes at the very end. And you would face off against other. Uh, other fans of the channel uh, you got you can see the names there of people and to eventually get a winner and this time we're going to be giving away and listen we're we're going to be doing the event we think we're going to hit 100k subs before this but we're going to do the event on july 8th just because it's happening right around fourth of july and we got some other stuff happening so july 8th is when we're going to do this uh and it's going to be a live stream on the prime channel which is where you can become a member members will get first chances to be in the bracket yeah, for this yeah. competition. Yeah, explain that so like we're gonna we are gonna randomize the bracket for people that are in the chat but the seed is gonna start with what are, with the members we have now on prime yes members will get first chance to be in the bracket and the people in the bracket are the one or the people that are going to win we're not sure how many people are going to be in the bracket yet i think we've had up to 48 I think we can double that to 96. There's, we can do quite a few, but we're going to be giving away probably about 40 or 50 prizes during this live event. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be epic. We're going to be giving away some pretty cool stuff. Uh, we're going to be giving away, of course, um, you know, lots of apparel. We're going to be giving away um, a bunch of uh, neat toys and things that we have. We're going to be nerd giving away tchotchkes. nerds. Tchot yes. We're going to be giving away um, like uh, a premiere pass where you get to go out to dinner and you get to go to go to a movie that's coming up and and we've got a bunch of cool things coming so you're going to want to be a part of that uh and uh so mark the calendar july 8th and july we'll try 8th. to do that try to do it early because i think that might be a fun long stream yes uh that's you know what's funny is we we thought it was a cool idea when i i hit shane up i'm like hey listen we haven't done our uh <laughs> battle royale since 400 subscribers we're about to hit 100k how do you feel about doing a you know a live stream battle royale and he's like that's a great idea then we both thought about it for a second and we're like oh that might wreck the channel though because we don't do live streams on the other channel right but where you but know we what said, we, we don't care yeah we decided that doesn't matter here's the deal uh we only get one chance to celebrate 100k and we're going to take it, even if that means uh, videos for a while don't get any views. And that's okay, man. Yeah. I, I mean, it's worth it. We need to say thank you to the people who got us to 100K, and that's you guys. And it's worthy of a big celebration, right? Yeah. Then we have to figure out the technical part of it. Like, we have to, like, my computer's got to generate, what, 427 battles or more? It's by it's by far the most difficult thing we've ever done. Like even yeah. back when we did 400 400 subscribers, like everything that we tried to do, it was so difficult and complicated. It, it took both of us operating it during the stream, and it was just, it was almost like, man, that was really cool. But do we ever want to do that again? Yes, at 100,000 subscribers, <laughs> right. we do. <laughs> yeah, now we have we have slightly better equipment. We have better uh, software. I think I think it'll be more manageable. So you know what? If it was, it would be easier now. Let's make it harder and just make it like 500 more, uh, you know, battles, and give away like you know 85 items. Yeah, okay, let's do it. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really fun. I'm gonna have to block out that whole uh, that whole Friday. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, well, 
yeah, I noticed that you have a, a rant of the week coming up here and I didn't get a chance to kind of bag on you a little bit before, uh, before the show. So I'm just going to do it here a little bit. Yeah, if you get to do a rant of the week on, uh, I think you're doing stupid archaic movie aspect ratios. Yes. Right. Yes. So if you get to do that, can I do a rant on, on why computer wiring really frustrates me when I'm just hanging out at the house or something? No. Because I can't imagine that this is very exciting. It is. It's short, but there's a reason for it. I'm going to explain to you guys why there's a prop. And you know what? Let me just get into it. Rant of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's the deal. Aspect ratios. If you guys don't know what that is, it's the shape of the screen. So when you're watching movies or TV, the shape. You ever watch a movie? And you see black bars on the bottom and the top. That's because that was probably uh, delivered to you in an aspect ratio that doesn't fit your TV. You see bars on the on the sides. It was delivered in an aspect ratio called four three. It doesn't doesn't fit your TV. Whatever, right? Here's the problem. There are so many aspect ratios, and they all come. They all stem. And I'm gonna come here. They all stem from a time when we had to worry about. The movie theater, right? The movie theater was the most important thing. So you had to create your content to to fit the movie theater. And so when it started to go to TVs, you know, that theatrical aspect ratio, um, they just stuck with it. And here's the biggest problem. That's fine. If if that's what they want to do, 60 years ago, they wanted to keep the aspect ratios, even though we're using TVs that are 16.9 and don't require black bars. Great. For those original content that was shot, that was made for that aspect ratio, I'm okay with. But I'm watching Strange New Worlds last night, and for some reason, it is being delivered to me in a theatrical aspect ratio. On a streaming service that 99% of people will be watching either on their computer, their tablet, or their phone, which share the same aspect ratio. So if everyone is watching this on devices that are 16.9 and then you realize they artificially put the black bars there to make it theatrical. So they're just removing content from the screen because of something 70 years ago. That's become the standard and it drives me nuts watching the Snyder cut in aspect ratio 4.3. That movie was a masterpiece, but why Zach? Why did you think it was a good idea to literally restrict content from the viewer? I don't understand that. Why would you why would you artificially restrict content? Oh, we shot it in uh, IMAX, so we want Okay, make it fill the screen. For the love of God, it's not Look, it's not artistic to have artificial black bars on the on the right, left, top or bottom. It just makes you look like a douchebag because we knew that the content was created last year and no one is restricted to the theatrical presentation any longer. So that's it. Um, I didn't even notice. So when you watch, when you watch it, you don't notice (laughs) that there is a significant amount of space at the top and the bottom of your television. No, you really don't. Are you joking me? I might notice a four three aspect ratio because that's just not very typical anymore. 
Um, but I don't notice the space at the top of the bottom. It's just, and, and I don't know, you know, I, and in all fairness to you, you know, this is definitely something that's bothered you since the moment you came out of the womb. Uh, so this is definitely a big deal. But I mean, look, we got so many different devices nowadays that are so many different shapes. I feel like I'm watching stuff weirdly all the time. Yes. So we, I've just come to accept whatever is in the box is what I'm. We do have many devices of which the vast majority of them use a 16, nine ratio. So the why do you think they filmed majority. it? So why do you think they filmed it in? What did they film it in? No, they didn't film it. They didn't film it oh. in cinema film, right? They're 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 Cause they're showing it to you in one eight, right? They didn't okay. film it in that one eight one, sorry, one eight five one. They didn't film it in that. They filmed it in whatever, and they artificially cropped it to make it look theatrical. Why? Because that's what people do now. That's like that's what they well, do. I mean, oh, Why did okay. Zack Snyder okay. artificially crop it to four three to? Because he well, literally he, said he wanted to be artistic. Yeah. Art, so you think it's an artistic choice, or because that's not how networks work. What? Networks are in for the bang for the buck. There must be a reason why they're releasing it that way. No, no, really. It's just to be theatrical, Shane. It's it. Like, there is no device that, like, natively fits cinema anymore unless you're in the cinema. Mm. So this this was... And the crazy part, let, let's, say you had, let's say you had a monitor that was cinema film. It would just give you black bars on the left, the right, and the top and bottom. Because the actual file, the actual video, is the black bars on the top you're and saying, So it used to be like, and forgive me if I'm wrong, and I don't want to go down a deep rabbit hole on this, but it used to be the reason why there was black on the top and bottom is so that you could see everything filmed on the sides. Because they, That's because not they, what's happening? Yeah, because they shot it for movie theaters. Right. Right? And they delivered it from movie theaters to your home. Okay. Right, and so they wanted to give you the, the, the theatrical release, which would they would have to give you the black bars in order to, for you to see the full theatrical release. This is not the case, man. They this is literally just this this is them being theatrical. Case in point, the Orville is not doing it. <laughs> like, okay, well, I guess we need to know. So, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, and all you folks over there, why are we getting the cinema cinema aspect ratio? Brian is having conniption fit. And we're having to do rants of the weeks over it. So please tell us what's going on. And uh, and I'm sorry that you, I, I'm sorry that you had to suffer so greatly. No, it's that I'm looking at this, like I have like an 84 inch television and I'm only seeing 40% <laughs> of the damn screen. It drives me nuts. 40%. Nah, it's not that bad. Bro, you know, it's, it's excessive. It is excessive how much. Okay. Salty Trekker just said they do it because it looks cinematic. Yes, it looks cinematic because their brains are hardwired to think that's the cin- cinematic approach. Well, okay. that, that's an archaic, it's a, an archaic thought that in order to look professional, you have to restrict the vision of the viewer is dumb. Especially when 97% of all screens, all screens are using 16.9. Your phone, your tablet, your TV. I mean, TVs in your car use 16.9 for the love of God. Okay. Thank you for that. I I loved it. 
<laughs> Look, he's still he's still heard about it. He's I'm so pushing. annoyed right now. He's, he's like so like I'm they, so annoyed. They, if you want to ruin Brian's day, like just just give him something in 720p. Just give him something in 720p to ruin his day. But you know what the benefit is? I can is, handle guys? 720p. It's not that. No, you always exaggerate. Let me, let me tell you what, what's great about this. It means that you guys get the best possible quality because Brian will not rest until we have the best quality. And that's that's what makes our stuff better. You know why we haven't made a sliders video yet, guys? Because he won't let me. I, I cannot find footage of slider <laughs> that doesn't look like it was shot <laughs> from the back of the pickup truck with a camera from 1947. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I think it was shot with a camera from 1947. It's, it's, it, the colors bleed. It's grainy. It's tiny. <laughs> I, I've looked and I'm like, I, I just, I won't, my, my brain won't allow me to create in this format. And here's me going, look, come on, man, let's just do it. Come on. Come on, bro. It's fine. No, it's fine. I don't, even, I don't even see Nobody a difference. Cares. And I know you're, I know you're bullcrapping me when you say you don't see a difference. I don't, I don't, I, here's the point is maybe I see a difference. I just don't care. Yeah. So like what happens is I want, I more care about the content than I do about the quality of what it looks like. But that's part, that's part of the content is the, okay. All right. <laughs> no it's all about the story for me yeah i know but i get you this is this is why we're perfect together all right all right, all right. and we're gonna we're gonna jump into the reviews man and now let's do a review on something yeah we should start with strange new world so i can really have a good time with that wait you didn't have a good time yeah well it was a good it was a good episode um there is some problems with someone in the chat said earlier and we'll get to it we'll get to it Okay. All right, y'all. If you guys do not know how this works, it is rather simple. There is counters to the left and the right. To the left, to the left. And if I like something, I'm going to give it an upvote. And if Shane likes something, he's going to give it an upvote. And if we don't like something, we're going to give it a downvote. And at the end of this episode, we are going to average those two, those two numbers and come up with an official podcast score. And then we'll do the hokey pokey, turn ourselves around, and that's what it's all about. And that's what it's all about. <laughs> okay. Here we go. <laughs> this is the podcast. We are reviewing Strange New Worlds, episode six. And it was a fun ride. There is some serious uh, moral dilemma dilemmas here that we're going to get into. And should they have broken the the prime directive? Should they have not? There is a lot of questions. And because of that, I would like to see everyone here hit that comment section and let us know what you thought about Strange New Worlds. And Matt Kadish has something to say. Shane lives his life at 480p all the time. That's right, baby. <sighs> okay. All the time. Here we go, folks. Strange New Worlds coming on up. Be a lot quieter. Lift us up where you cannot reach. Yes. You want to give an overview of this? What? Give me your overview. Let's start off with an either an up or a down vote. How did you oh. like this episode overall before we go break? break I thought down. that was the end. Um, That's the beginning. I, I liked, okay. I liked oh, you want to do it at the end? end? Uh, now, fine. Well, fine. now it gives away exactly what I think of the episode. Okay, the you're beginning. right. You're right. You're right. All right. That's my there's, there's no intrigue. Okay. All right. So what is this episode about, Shane? Talk to me. All right. So lift us up where you cannot reach, which is the title, which tends to 
I guess make more sense as it goes along, although I still think it's kind of a muddy title. Uh, basically, you've got uh, Captain Pike. He is giving the log this week, the log entry. They're entering the Magellan, Magellan system. Magellan system. Magellan? Magellan? Magellan. Magellan? Magellan. 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 Magellan system, a minor star cluster. Pike was there 10 years earlier as a lieutenant, and they are there on a routine survey uh, when they come across a non-Federation shuttle under attack. I was doing sound effects so we don't get copyright claimed. They find out that the vessel attacking the shuttle is... Uh, is trying to do something right and so they start firing rubber bands at the enterprise in order to uh i guess make them angry and uh yeah i mean listen not every civilization is really smart i mean i guess like yeah. oh look there's a giant bear let's hit it let's throw a stick at it you know let's hit it in the face with a stick or i don't know so basically enterprise destroys it because uhura which by the way, I want to give an upvote right away. Okay. Uh, because Uhura doesn't know everything this time. Like she walks into right. the security right. stuff. She's not a pro, although, you know, right out the gates. Right. That's true. And I want to give them credit because everything that Uhura has done, she's been like this superstar at. Well, she in, well, sadly, she ends up being a superstar at the end. But in the beginning, she has no clue what she's doing and she even makes a mistake. And she ends up basically destroying the ship. Uh, I guess they run into their phasers, but that's the way she explained it. But it looked like a mistake on on her part. Right. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. So what happens? The ship explodes and they, te they teleport TP. They teleport. Crash land. Yeah. All right, guys. Right. Yeah, we're right. They teleport a new member along the ship and it is an old love interest. Right. Yeah, she's like, Lieutenant Pike, is that you? <laughs> Uno was like, and, uh, oh, Lieutenant. Oh, interesting. Well, I love it. This also got an upvote for me because um, I loved I loved Pike acting like a schoolboy when he sees Alora, Alora of Majalis, right? Right. That's her name. He And then he's like such like a schoolboy, like a giddy little, like obviously it's just such a, I love that it's it's part of his character. It's not always a strength. There are weaknesses. He can't even remember Una's name. Like he's trying to like introduce her and stuff. He's like so caught off guard. He obviously really liked this. Uh, this number, person, number one, or uh, as I like to say, Una. <laughs> so that that I thought I really liked that. I got an upvote. Okay, you want to give him another upvote for that? I'm not giving yeah. that an upvote. I loved it. I I, I like any time that you 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 give me more of a character and I like it. You're gonna get an upvote. Okay, that's fair. Um, I did like this character, and I'm gonna give this character an upvote. I like how the aliens are. Did you just sidestep my upvote so that you could give an upvote in another way? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Um, because the character's cool, man. These characters are. At first, I thought they were going to be like the typical throwaway characters. They're like Ambassador Nalax from the planet of Pujar. It's like Captain, and they, you never see him again. You know. Right. Um. No, no. There was a there was actual character here, and. We're going to get to it, but the dilemma that they face is it's an actual moral dilemma. And interesting enough, a lot of the, like, remember, remember Voyager, remember Tuvix? Everyone remembers Tuvix, right? Yes. Should they have killed Tuvix to yes. save Neelix and Tuvok? Well, I, yeah, I still think they should have, yeah. I mean, like, 
mathematically, yes, it's two for one, right? That's mathematics. Well, yeah, m well, mine is is that Neelix and Tuvok were there before, so they deserve to still be there. Okay, but people are saying, why couldn't you save mm -hmm. Tuvix? Why couldn't you use the pattern buffer? Those all kinds of like armchair quarterbacks, right. right? Trying to figure it out. It was a good dilemma. <clears throat> that was a good dilemma. And just like that dilemma, we have another really good dilemma. And while they try to uh, break the Prime Directive, they are not able to, which is very interesting. We're going to get to that. So I like, so that's what, that's all that to say. I like these aliens. I like this character. Well, I also, I got another upvote here real quick. Okay. So I upvoted, I love when Pike, and I know we're a little past this, but I love when Pike explains Federation law and his conscience. Yeah. So when he warns that ship and he's like, hey, Federation law, you got, you know, I'm provided to stop and do this and also my conscience. So it's like he, you know, it was, he was laying down the law, but he's also shooting from the hip, but he's basically saying, and by the way, I don't like what you're doing. So yeah, we're going to do something about this. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, Sam Kirk was in this episode. You're right, Chris. Yes. We'll be talking about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We get some more stuff. Interesting. I guess he, he's forgetting what passage he's reading to his daughter. So he keeps reading the same thing. And so she's not remembering time the same way. So she's literally remembering that passage from seconds ago. I found that interesting. That's a cool. I thought thing. that was cool. This also got an upvote for me. Uh, I got I, more depth on Mbenga's character. Uh, you could see the pain of him, you know, as his daughter is transported, like in mid sentence. Like I can only imagine being a parent and having to do that with my children. Right. You know, uh, it, it must be difficult for him, even though I know he's saving her life. It must be hard for her, him to put her through this. Right. I agree. Okay. Um, all right. Let's get me past this point. All right. So they had to actually, they had to deal with them because they attacked the ship. And this is when, this is when the politics of their world gets, gets shady to me. I knew there was something up, by the way. And maybe it's because I've watched a lot of Star Trek. I don't know. But yeah. clearly she's hiding something, even though she's well, trying to be nice. Yeah. Well, She's basically saying, look, we don't want you involved, you know, and they're saying, well, we have to investigate it because federate, you know, protocols require it. And then she's like, yeah, well, I'm coming, whether you like it or not. Right. And it did seem like she was up to something like this whole episode. It seems like she's up to something. Right. But that doesn't really pay off. Right. Right. I think she was trying to hide, uh, you know, the fact that they're, they're going to murder the kid. <laughs> I don't know if she was. I don't know if she was. Uh, we don't talk. We can talk about that later. It sure the heck doesn't seem like it. All right. So this is when we find out that that kid is pretty much genetically perfect, has all kinds of cybernetic connections mm -hmm. and all that, right? And his father slash doctor, Mambenga, uh, Mambenga's ears pick up when he's like, "Oh, you have a way of dealing with this mm -hmm. uh, protein malfunction or whatever it was." I'm assuming that's because that with that kind of tech, he can help us. He'll help his daughter, right? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty incredible. I mean, the fact that they have no disease, that their technology allows them to basically have zero disease, uh, can cure almost anything. Um, and that's pretty amazing. And that comes into the moral dilemma that we get to at the end. But of course, Mbenga is like, you know, he's drooling over this, although he holds himself back because he can't say anything about his daughter. Right. Right. And this kid here is just ridiculous, right? Like the kid is extraordinarily yeah. intelligent. He's like very smart. 
uh, and what's what I find interesting is that to to be the minor or not sorry not to be the minor to be the uh, um, the first servant the child that's chosen to be the ser- the first servant they're chosen at birth by a lottery and uh, this child ends up becoming a holy figure basically it embodies the science service and sacrifice of the civilization right as we'll as we'll soon learn but this child seems like abnormally even more brilliant than your average kid so yeah chris chris uh red red's left uh just said child torture theme of the week i mean yeah yeah on uh obi-wan too oh seeming what's going <laughs> that on that is true that is true uh, torturing kids um all right so now they go to the they go to the crash ship you know you, you can know, tell I, the dad sorry you no, can tell ahead. the dad was up was something was off right away of the boy yeah can i actually download this Sure. I feel like it was a vehicle just to sort of show more of a her as a character growth. And there was really no reason to go down to that ship. Hmm. It's totally unnecessary. It didn't further the story at all. It didn't add anything well, to the story. Well, it, I mean, I thought it did because they found the medallion, which was critical to being able to answer, find out who was behind what was going on. And they found the, um, the neural, um, uh, the neural device that's supposed to keep uh, the kid's brain from being active so people can find him. Okay. So, I mean, they found a couple of important things that, that forwarded the story, but I agree we didn't need, you know, more teaching Uhura, I guess. Yeah. It's an opportunity. I, I understand your downvote. I mean, it's kind of an opportunity to show feature other characters that aren't really in the episode. Um, right. But uh, But that's what I got from it. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm really on edge when it comes to these streaming shows that's, that seemingly have no limit to how much time they can spend or not spend on something. And so when they, when, when we get like a short episode or something and, and, and there's a bunch of things wasted, I'm like, it's stressing me out now. Well, I got to tell you this, at least strange new worlds gives you 48 minutes. Whereas Obi-Wan Kenobi gave us 30. So give me a freaking break. True that. Give me a freaking break, Disney. 30 minutes? Give me a break. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I'm giving, you know what? I'm giving Obi-Wan Kenobi a down vote from here, not even on this show. Yeah. Go ahead. In the words of Norm MacDonald, the disrespect. The disrespect. (laughs) Ridiculous. All right. Um, All right. Yeah. More. Mm. More of this. Did they show the city? Oh, here's the city. Yeah. Let's get get past this. The city's sick. Okay. Upvote. Yeah. Upvote. This reminds me of Cloud City of Stratos from the TOS series. I know it's not that city, but it definitely, I mean, these things are floating in the clouds. Yeah, it's rad. That's pretty darn cool. So my question is, what happened to the ground? Well, she does talk about later that that uh, they're, they're, that down below is full of volcanic activity. And, and essentially, right. if what happens doesn't continue to happen, then the, the civilization as they know it would would not, I guess, float in the clouds. So... Yeah, I wonder if this is a good permanent solution for fixing your planet, though. Well, um, I mean, we can have that. Let's not have that discussion yet. Let's have it when we get there. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. We're just going to skip it along here to the good stuff. All right, yeah, so again, another foreshadowing. Oh, I, can we go back? Go ahead. Uh, can we go back? Uh, see right there. Um, I got to give it up to Star Trek here. I want to give it a start. Now, listen, we spend a lot of time bashing on Star Trek. 
Sure. Okay. A lot of time doing it. We, and we, we always tell the truth. Do you know how brave it was to make that uh, black woman the servant to this woman right oh, here? in 2022? In yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, that gets enough vote. Not that she's not vote. she's not that she's a servant, but that 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 wasn't even considered as a as an issue in 2022. Right. Upvote up me, and here's the thing: is if they're blind to it. It doesn't matter. That woman can be a servant as equally as in a white a white character, or yeah. it doesn't matter what it is. And I love that they didn't like run away from that. Right. I agree, hundred percent. That's that's good. All right. Um. Now, so. I want to talk about this real quick. They did a very good job for foreshadowing his father slash doctor. Yeah. And how he wasn't really uncomfortable. He wasn't comfortable with what was going on. Agreed. Without actually saying it, which I, I thought was good. Cause I always thought there's something off. There's something off. And then you when you figure out what it is, you're like, okay, that makes sense. I'm not sure why he was so nervous about, about uh, the enterprise though. You know, it's like maybe he was just nervous about the whole thing going on, but it, I would see it would feel like he would almost want to embrace them for their help and support well, for what he's about to go through. Maybe he didn't know that they would help him. Maybe he thought, oh, man, I, I should be on the other planet right now. I shouldn't be here. Yeah, maybe he sees like, oh, my gosh, they're friends like the the, the woman in charge is mm -hmm. like, you know, digging the captain of this vessel. I got to I got to be cool. Yeah. OK, right. <clears throat> OK, skipping forward, skipping forward. Tell me if you want me to stop. Tell me. Okay. Okay. All right. Now this was a good saying. We should check on the medallions. I don't understand the medallions. I don't understand the purpose of them, but I guess. Well, it's a, it's called a. Uh, the medallions are actually important because they're. It's a. Um, it's actually called an oath stone. And uh, and so when they have this medallion, it's their oath to protect the first servant child, like they're sworn to it, and that it's coin proves it. What I didn't understand is why this person, uh, so they found a coin on, on the, on the crash ship, right? Right. On the destroyed ship. So why did this guy still have a coin? That was kind of the only confusing thing. Yeah. And then, and she saw something wrong with it, but we didn't see anything wrong with it. I didn't notice what was wrong with it to me. So actually that would be a downvote for me. Yeah. What they should have done was they should, he should, they should have shown an empty one. She goes, Oh, I lost it or whatever. Another excuse. Not like it would have been cool if he didn't have it. Yeah. And, and, and then she was like, no, that's not going to work. Cause I have it right here. Boom. Boom. You know, that would have been cool. Your ass is grass. <laughs> I, I would have given her a, an upvote if she would have said those words. Yeah. <laughs> Your ass is grass private. You notice how he like disintegrates the, the guy on the end, the guard on the end. Like there's like no coming back from that. All right. Yeah. You know, the rest of the fight, they just kind of beat each other up and, but he like disintegrated that first dude. Yeah, they, so all science fiction has to stop with the ability to disintegrate people with weapons. I'm getting tired yeah. of it. It's, because it brings up too many questions. Like, okay, so you just, I mean, same with Stargate. You know, Zach three times deletes the body, you know, yeah. and let me spend the rest of the fight fighting you with my hands. Like, <laughs> why didn't he just, yeah, I was, I was gonna say, why didn't he just disintegrate everybody? That's, like, the, that's the problem with the disintegration, you know, with the phaser disintegration. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of a lot of science fiction does this. It they, it just shouldn't be an option. And I know, I know, I, mean, I think, I think, I think they probably started it because it was easier to disintegrate someone than like show the effects of them being hurt or whatever back in the day. Yeah, but, I mean, it was kind of cool 
like you get, or not cool it was like kind of like oh this is like real this is like there's there's stakes at risk here but then if the person isn't trying to like Maybe the maybe the thing can only disintegrate one person, and it has to recharge enough to disintegrate others. I'll give it. I'll give it that. All right. Well, the phasers don't do that. I do yeah. like this. I'm giving an up. I'm giving this an up vote because Pike was like, um, "This is not set to stun." <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was really I love good. Pike. Man. Everything about the guy. Yeah, no, he's great. Pike is fantastic. It's not on stun. All right, it's cool. It's not on stun. It's not it's on not stun. stun. And I do, I do, I do sort of like this. I'm not going to get an upvote, but I, I like that she was able to handle her around with this guy. So she's yeah, a she shows why she's in charge, right? She's she, yeah, she's in she's in charge. She has, she's more than just. She wasn't just placed there. She has some uh, fortitude. She's more than just a politician. All right, we're at the Sam Kirk. We're talking about Sam Kirk. Let's do it, dude. Upvote. I need more Lieutenant Kirk, dude. Like that was just seeing him come in. Now we've yeah, figured out I'm that this Lieutenant. Guy too. Lieutenant Kirk is a goofball. He's like goofball. he's not. He's not. He's like not. He's he's the least Kirk of the Kirk bunch. You know, he's more like who's a goofball character on other shows. Oh, well, like, Mc, uh, Mc, uh, McCoy and SG One before Atlantis was sort of a goofball. Yeah, so he this is the goofball character. We we don't have we don't have enough okay. of him. He's dismissed quickly. Like it's kind of like people don't really <laughs> respect him very much. I almost want to downvote because I feel like they made the mistake of not making it like an ongoing joke to almost kill Samuel Kirk. I mean, I wish they had, but they they just didn't think about it. Not every episode, but every other episode, like have him get hurt. Okay, it'd be cool. Yeah, or burn him or something like Lawn <laughs> does here. She like burns him, right? He's like, yeah, I'm out of here. Right. Um, yeah, so, you know, uh, her struggling, you know, I, you know me, I don't really like, like, the interpersonal, I understand they're important, but like, I don't like any interpersonal. I just don't You're really, a, I just don't care very much about the, the side the stories, the, yeah. the B stories. You know what I mean? I mean, the B, right, maybe you don't care about them now, but later on when something really important happens, you'll be glad that you understand the characters better. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Um, we're back in the, back in the doctor's office. <laughs> <laughs> he's not giving it up. Yeah, he's not giving up the the juju, and then he overhears him. The kid overhears him. Yeah, this kid's like ridiculous, like smartest kid I've ever seen in a show. Yeah, there's got to be a better way. Okay, we'll get to like, it. Like, why is this kid the one? You know what I mean? Like, are all the kids from this planet this smart? I think they don't like, need. He was like genetically altered, right? Well, he had, I, I didn't, I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't really understand it. He had something inside of him that allowed him. I didn't quite get it. And he was like, part of the heel I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that made him more intelligent. Yeah, maybe. Okay. So Pike actually explains to this chick that he's going to, he's going to die in some way. Yes. Which is again, you know, allowing us with that season long story arc. Uh, of dealing with Pike's ultimate issue. Yeah, and just when you think maybe they're going to write his death out with the introduction of this new character, mm-hmm. and you're, then, you, then they completely lose context for obvious reasons. And okay, yeah. then. Um, at least he gets some. You go, boy. Get, get it, Pike. Get it. 
Um, All right, I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) We need one of those inserts with the get it. Get it. With the get it? As white dudes, if you have a problem with that. That's not it. (laughs) Well, that was interesting. (laughs) Okay. um, Yeah, so this whole explanation. How do you feel about them sort of referencing his death constantly? I like it. I mean, that's our story arc. But that, I mean, remember, remember we got some... the story arc is something we already know is going to happen. No, we don't know. The whole story arc is whether or not it can be changed. Well, no, if they ch- Shane, if they change it. Yeah. <laughs> then our theory is right. There are nerds. That, no. I know our theory is right. We're the happy. The reboot is correct. Yes, this is, yes, but there are nerds that are going to literally lose their mind. If they yeah. if if he if he avoids death, oh my god, bro. I think well, you know what? If he avoids death and they come no, out no, and no. go, guys, you no, guys no, don't get it. No. It was rebooted in Enterprise because of first contact. He doesn't die though. No, it's not that. He doesn't die. He becomes disformed and disabled. Whenever he avoids his fate. Because you're saying right. that what if he can avoid his fate? If if because that's that the story arc? Because like that's the story arc. That's not that's what he's, no, that's what he's contemplating. The contemplation of whether or not things can be changed. Uh, I don't understand. Like what he has to deal with. I don't understand. You said that's the underlying story arc, but there's no yes. story there. It's going to end that There is a story way. there. What's the oh, story? Oh, you looked at the kids. He can contact the kids now. He, there's things he can do. He can. He's seen his future. He could change it. No. He could. No, you can't change it. It's canon. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you can't. I'm saying he could. Or he could maybe find a way to deal with it better. I don't know. That's a, that's a, it's a bad story arc if if the audience knows he can do nothing about it and the whole entire underlying story arc is his dealing with that. That's what you're saying? Hey, well, I mean, that's all you have in a prequel. All you have is the characters dealing with this knowledge. So it's like the same thing with the K- Kenobi that we're talking about. Ben uh, Kenobi is dealing with what happened to him well guess what pike is dealing with what happened to him yeah and and when we get to the end of this season then maybe we'll see him trying to do something or not maybe at the end he embraces it but we don't really know at this point we know what the outcome is but we don't know how he deals with the knowledge of that outcome because we didn't even know he knew about it until uh discovery season two just decided to do that yeah here's the problem with that shane that's a bad story arc just like I mean, randomly mean, showing him dealing with it is a bad story arc. Why it is it a bad story arc? Because we don't even need one. What? What are you talking about? You just you, need you a story said arc. it was a story arc. You said it's it is. Arc. It is a story arc, but I don't need one for this show. Okay. All right. Here we so go. So it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It's just there. Like I don't need a big bad at the end of this episode. So if it's not necessary, then why are they constantly bringing it up? Literally every episode. Because it's something that his character is going through. I know, but it's... For the same reason that M. Benga's daughter is trying to figure this out, or all the other people who have issues. Mm. You could say that all M. Benga's daughter is a story arc. You could say that... Yeah, but we La- don't know what happens to his daughter, so it makes sense that that's, that's a small story arc. Dude, don't blame Strange New Worlds. Blame Discovery Season 2, the idiots. Blame those guys. Don't blame what's going on here. I mean, you know no, let's say Discovery didn't exist. We would still... oh. Now, yeah, we would still be dealing with it as fans. I, mean, I guess he wouldn't be. No, because, no, because, right, he, we, he wouldn't know his future. 
he knows his future because he saw it in Discovery Season 2, which is so, weird. Just so you guys know, further proof that the secret reboot is obviously correct. If it changes. If it, well, because this would be part of the secret reboot. So now, now I hope that we hear in the distance, as nerd heads start to explode, when he avoids his fate. Because then I will be able to go online and say, further proof. The secret that it, that it exists, yeah. yeah. And and special shout out to Salty Trekker for that's actually his theory, and we just kind of went in and adapted it and yeah. added things and changed it around. That's great. That's a good theory. Okay, um, yeah. So uh, LNS says, Ahura, you should uh, present your work because you did good. Okay, we're gonna pass that. Oh, um, you, oh. So that's yeah, and that's where I'm like, man, Uhura again, like you know. Uhura figured it out once again. She saved the day. And now she's so I mean, I gave it a upvote earlier. I guess I give it a downvote now. Oh I mean, no. Yeah, you know, it's I like Uhura, but please let someone else save the day. Please. Because of those first couple of episodes, now anytime she does something good, you're like, ah, oh, come on, Uhura. I mean, it's it's just becoming, I mean, look, we get it. She's awesome. Like she's amazing. All right, can we see Hammer do something? Another episode. Yeah, he wasn't where in. is Hammer? Downvote, no Hammer. Yeah, ah, I'm downvoting that too. Where is Hammer, dude? No Hammer. Two episodes, guys. What's up? We need the blind Enar. Yeah, it's getting excessive with no Hammer thing. I'm, I'm, it's bothering me. All right, so I do. I want. I do want to upvote this though. I think the kid um, uh, interacting with. You know, so he took his daughter out of out of the transporter and yes. he's like creating like inert gases, which is sort of cool. I don't know. It just shows this kid is clearly a prodigy. He's a right, which makes his, and I like this cause it makes what happens to him so much worse. Cause you now yes. feel a connection to this kid. Oh, and the value of him is so much greater. Right. Right. Yeah. Unlike Obi-Wan where that random guy just dies and everyone's <laughs> sad. And you're like, why, why is everyone sad? <laughs> Who who was did did Gary just get killed? If you guys haven't seen our Obi Wan review after this after the stream, go check it out. I I think there was maybe one upvote, two upvotes top the whole entire time. It was just downvote, downvote, downvote. I don't think we've wrecked a show as bad as we wrecked that episode. Oh, no, we were doing good, but yeah, it was doing fine. It was okay, and then it was like, oh god, it was the worst. All right. All right, uh, skip past this. Point. Then, he, then he lies to his dad. Nice, keeps mm. him a secret. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. More likely, you were showing off. What's up with his dad, dude? He sees dad seems jealous of the kid. To be honest with you, I know he's like explains it later, but to me, he seems almost like jealous that he's got all this going on, or not jealous, but like he's disapproving. I think. That's he, the, I think he's upset that he's gonna lose his kid. Yeah, that's that's what's going on, and he's like, I guess, yeah, yeah. maybe love the kid a little bit or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Why aren't you loving on your kid before you lose him? Right. Um, oh, because the, oh, maybe he's mad because the kid chose it. Did he have a choice? I don't. I don't think he did. No, because he said they say he freely chooses, but well, no, I mean he chooses. <laughs> Get over there, kid. Choose. Choose, choose right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently, there's another uh, planet, and I guess they have the same language, and it's desolate. Blah 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 blah. 
Well, that explains. Well, yeah, you guys well. want to go watch the episode. You want like a play by play? I'm look, trying look. to. I'm trying. Not to everybody can watch the episode, Mister Ryan, because half of the people watching this are from another country. Oh, is that true? Or they don't have oh, Star Trek. Okay, you want to explain what more. happens here? Well, I mean, we find out that basically uh, they learn that the people from this world that this is happening to are the people that attack. Like they've set, started their own sect or their own separate thing going on, and they are the ones actually trying to steal the kid. Right. So people from their world now living on another, on another world are try, yes. is trying to steal the kid for what at this point it seems to be a nefarious purpose. Yeah. And they keep shooting rubber bands at the Enterprise for absolutely no purpose so they can <laughs> intentionally get destroyed somehow. <laughs> rubber bands. Rubber bands. I don't know. Like socks. Throwing socks at them. <laughs> um, all right. So now they're about to be teleported. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. <laughs> What's about to happen is great. Oh. Kyle, Kyle's like, I, 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 I don't know, what, Captain. It wasn't me, Captain. It wasn't me. No, I don't, I, I, what what uh, just happened? I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> it was great. And and then uh, Pop Pops comes back and he's like, what, what, uh, what? Where's my kid? So I guess he was planning on that though, right? Like he was planning well, on. We, well, we don't know that yet, but yes. Right. We're about to find that out. What I really love is what happens next, right? They they tractor beam the ship. Uh-huh. <laughs> they tractor beam it. Right. Tractor beam it. And then uh, they destroy it. Oh, yeah, because they're going to go to warp with yeah. a tractor beam on them. Yeah, because they don't care. They know it's going to destroy them. And they're like, why are they trying to go to warp when we're holding on to them? They know they're going to be destroyed. Boom, they're destroyed, right? And it's like, uh, and then right now, this is the scene. Pike is up there and she's like, he's like, yeah, um, yeah, I'm really sorry. Let us know how we can help you guys. <laughs> oh, you just destroyed him. And of course they think the kid's on board, right? And I love Pike's response is just like, yeah, you know, things happen sometimes. It was totally- Right, 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 yeah. We're totally gonna all die. Right, and she, she didn't understand. Like, we're gonna follow this guy. He's like, can you explain more about how that works? <laughs> and, it, and it's so like, uh, it's so Federation like to say, let us know how we can like guide you through this. She's like, I don't need your guidance. Right. Right. Yeah. KB Games says she was translating a freaking language that is literally her job. Talking about her. How you oh, yeah. her? Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 So Shane, Shane look, Shane, Shane uh, has an axe to grind with her right now. Well, I'm not downvoting her because she did her job. I'm downvoting her because she's the hero every episode. And I'm every time they make her the hero, look, I figure if you got a 10 episode season, you can be the hero like three times. Okay, that's fair. But when you've been the hero four out of five episodes, yeah, I'm sorry, that's too many. Well, especially when Unless we don't, captain. we aren't seeing Hammer. Where is Hammer? That, well, that got a separate download, but yeah. It's driving me nuts that there's no hammer right now. Yep. And I have seen, and honestly, I have no problem with LNS, but I have seen so much of this character that I just need, I need other characters, please. Like, we, we need yeah. hammer. We need hammer. We need, we need more hammer. At this point, I wouldn't even mind some more Chief Kyle. Just like, you know, come on. Well, you know, we don't need a lot of a lot of Hammer. We just need something every episode that he needs to do. Just like Scotty, he had there was something every episode that's that Scotty true. needed to do. That's true. Beeping. 
Okay. Uh, and they find out that the kid was transported. I like this. So he wasn't transported to the ship that they got exploded. That they got exploded. What's wrong with my English? That exploded. He transported himself into this container or something. No, he didn't transport himself. His dad His transported dad him into the container. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, was, I didn't fully understand how it happened, but I guess it was, so it was dad. So his dad basically took the medical scanner and scanned his, I guess apparently if you scan the person ahead of time, mm -hmm. then you could control where the, where they get beamed to. Oh, and they, you know, the way, the reason they were able to beam is because they didn't beam off the ship. Right. Well, I don't know if that's the reason why their shields were down. So somebody could have beamed them out. No problem. Mm -hmm. But they were actually able to control the beam, I guess, because they had his... It is something I don't understand, but that's the way they explained it. All right. So they take the kid back to uh, his 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 Cloud City planet. And, you know, he's happy. Oh, I can't wait to die. It's going to be great. Oh, so real quick. Yeah. Did we already do the, do the part where Uhura saves the day? Yes, we did. <laughs> um, I need to downvote... Uh, Laon explaining lesson seven to the dad who has no idea what she's talking about, nor does he need to know during this kind of intense moment where they're basically accusing them of doing something terrible. You had, you had you so that? many opportunities to do this when we're sitting on this image for like five minutes. Okay. You're right. Well, I mean, we talked about something else. So I just, I thought it was dumb that we're, that she's like talking about her inner training while they're talking to this guy. So that was a downvote for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. KB KB Games and said Hammer is going to be the focus of a whole episode based on the trailers, right? But how many episodes are left? Four, right? Yeah. Well, he's not. I don't think it's not seven, and it's not because, next episode. Yeah, it's not next episode. So eight, nine. He's got three. There's three left. So hopefully, he gets to be one of them. Yeah. yeah. Who was the focus this episode? Um, Pike. Pike. <clears throat> Makes sense. Okay. Um. Right, or so Uhura. He's the focus every episode. <laughs> that's, that's not true. KB Games is going to get mad at me. Like, <laughs> like, I, I love Uhura. Shane, stop. I love Uhura, too. I'm sorry. I like Uhura, too. Yeah, you're right, though. We need, we need I more variation. I do like the way she came in, like, after at the beginning when she comes on the bridge. And, uh, and La'an's like, did you enjoy your break? And Uhura's like, Oh uh, yeah, actually I did. And I'm like, oh okay, that was pretty smooth. Yeah. <laughs> she, she didn't cow down, you know. Salty Trekker says, okay, so you guys are dicks. <laughs> what? <laughs> A pot calling the kettle black, brother. <laughs> I've right. seen your reviews, man. The her and Chapel show. Yeah, we haven't got a whole lot of Chapel either, though. A uh, little bit. She got her her uh, device taken from her because the dad wouldn't let her scan the boy. Yeah. Okay. So he, uh, I guess he gets. Um, this is he when he's on the brig. This is when he gets. He, but he's he's gonna take sanctuary on the Enterprise. Yeah, but he's thrown in the brig, and we we still don't know at this point. We're still like trying to figure out what right. the heck's going on. Pike Astor on the planet. Pike says you still haven't explained how one child, you know, this child is gonna keep your city floating or whatever. Right, and then they can't communicate with Pike, so that's a little bit of a, a little bit alarming because they got awesome. some sort of dampening field. Right. So Here there can't we go. be any outside influence. Here comes the child torture. <laughs> I mean, we don't know if he's I'm going to upvote this, actually, because this whole set looks awesome. 
like with the cables okay. and all that. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. Is that like the underbelly of the sh- of the city or something? It seems like it, or they're down inside. You know, they must still be in the clouds. But um, when we get to the scene, I guess I'm. I guess we can describe it now, right? So basically, yeah, uh, they roll out this this uh, stretcher, and on this stretcher is basically the last kid who was plugged into this machine, and uh, it's it's you know dead and. It looks like some weird alien creature that's burned out. Yeah, my question. I'm, I'm looking for that image. Why you got? It's coming up right there. Yeah. What? I don't understand. Why do you leave the dead kid in in, in the machine? <laughs> well, no. I mean, it must have recently. I mean, because obviously they got to pick another one. So maybe. What I what I want to know Damn, is why son. you need to show it off. That's <laughs> not cool, man. Yeah. You know, she's like, oh yeah, let him see, let him come on over and see. I'm like, how did you think that was gonna go, lady? Like, did yeah. you think Ike was going to be, like, cool with this whole thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. And plus, shouldn't the kid that's about to sacrifice his life not have further distress seeing what's going to happen to him? Or maybe Like, he he's got to, like, see it, right? Yeah, like, they bring it over to him, like, check out what you're going to look like eventually. But, you know, I got to say, this gets an upvote for me because uh, using kids to power your society is so wicked. And it's such a wonderful, yeah, I got like... It's a, it's a wonderful homage to serve man. It's a cookbook moment from, uh, from twilight zone. Oh yeah. You know, because you got this whole thing, you're leading up to the society and this kid is going to, you know, he's like going to be the King or whatever the heck's going on. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh my God, we're going to suck his juices dry. You know, and it's like, it's a cookbook, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's like a perfect society. Um, but it's powered by, uh, children. So, that's horrible. Well, but, here's, but here's the interesting thing about it. Like, and, and I do give another upvote for the moral dilemma. So I got another upvote coming. The moral dilemma here is that, and, and listen, if you're if you take off your parent hat or your reasonable hat, give me can you give me an upvote? Oh yeah. Um, if you take off your reasonable hat or all this stuff, and you just think for a second, because her explanation is quite good. If one child can keep 10,000 children from starving. Is it worth it? A pragmatic person would say yes. Right. But the good of no the one many, wants Captain, any child. The good of the right. many outweigh the good of the few. But nobody wants any child to suffer. But when you stop and you, if you really had to like ask yourself, is one kid worth 10,000 kids? Right. As long as that kid wasn't mine, I would probably say yes. So I understand the dilemma of the entire, I, I understand the father's situation. I understand Pike's situation and I understand her situation. Right. So uh, that's why I thought it was such a wonderful episode. And overall, the entire episode. We haven't gotten there yet. Up. Hold up with the overalls, oh, man. Sorry. Are you kidding me right now? Bro. So I agree with you, by the way, about the child thing, because yeah. one of my favorite scenes in a movie is when John Travolta is talking, John Travolta is talking to Hugh Jack, Jackson, Jackman, Jack- you, okay, yeah. Whatever. Wolverine guy? Yeah. Um, and that movie Swordfish, and he's like, you know, uh, what if you had to, what what if to save a, you know, a, a, a school, you had to kill a child, you know? And he gets Hugh Jackman to basically agree that, that killing one or two is good, is, is valuable. He's like, well, how about three? How about 10? How about 10 children? When does it end? Right. And, it um, ends at 9,999 because 10,000 are saved. Right. Right. Yeah. That's the, yeah. And, and the whole, the whole movie was basically like, 
yeah, he's the bad guy, but this the, the but this bad guy is necessary because he 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 bombs he bombs the 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 school bus so that the school can be saved. Mm. You know, he 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 does really bad things so that uh, larger amounts of people um, just their way of life can continue. And yes. um, so when I'm watching this, like I understood, and I also understood why Pike was stressing out. And he's like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go save him, and. And I love how they didn't pussy out here. Sorry. They didn't oh, they didn't um sissy out and they showed what was gonna happen happen with the kid. Yep. I that's dig great. That. It they, they showed it. They showed that the kid was gonna and and Pike going that's such a Pike thing. Pike's trying to save the kid against all <laughs> odds. He just gets smacked. <laughs> yeah, it's good. And then for him to wake up in her bed and she tries to convince him that all is good after that whole exchange. Like, bro. It show, yeah, it shows how, like, how all in she is with her thinking process on this. Right. You know, and how the bad guy isn't always the bad guy in every situation. Right, because it's no, it's normal to her. Um, right. In fact, it's necessary. And I also liked, and one more upvote, because a lot of the times the Federation just sort of does what they want. And he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to, talk to Starfleet and bring it to the Federation. I'm going to tell someone. He's like, she's like, okay. And yeah, yeah that's true. He's like, <laughs> dang. Right. No, I can't do anything about this. Yeah. This is the way it is. We don't want it to be, the, be this way, but this is the way it is. Right. And um, that's good. And there was one more good point. Uh, Honorary mentioned, I'm not going to give it an upvote or a downvote, but I'm going to say that, you know, the father was able to see, the other, you know, their enemy's point of view, because the, basically the reason that they're living on this like desolate planet and not in luxury is because they're not willing to sacrifice kids. Right. You know, what they didn't also talk about is how often a kid gets sacrificed. I think that would have a lot to do with it. Like, we don't know that little corpse was still a child, so they must go through them pretty quickly. <laughs> So maybe that's like another element to why to like why this is not so cool. It's only two what if you went day. through a child a month? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like because that kid was really important and they like took care of him and all that, it has to be like a little bit longer. Let's say it's once a year. That would make more sense to me. You know, um, imagine if it was like every other day. It's that's no big deal, no big deal. But you see, the society would be sustainable if it was like every year because then the birth rate would 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 uh, kick in right okay so let me ask you um is it a kid a year like what what is the well and it couldn't have happened that often because they made it seem like this is something that didn't happen that frequently but like at what point do you think it would be okay a kid a year a kid a month a kid a week a kid every five years like what's the uh what's the okay thing here the I'm moral a, dilemma. I'm a father, so uh, I would let the entire city fall to the ground if it was one of my kids. Nice. And that's I would, the way I would let millions die so that my kid can live one more day. But yeah, that's I'm fair. not. But I'm, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not in the future. I don't know. You know that term like well, I'd I'd burn the world down if it took if it gave, gave my kid a fighting chance. You know. Yeah. So um, can I give the, can I give my final? Yes, you can. So I give it an upvote. I think it was a great episode. Yep. Um, even though it didn't have Hammer 
And uh, if I can mess with uh, KBG games a little more, because he keeps getting over there ranting on me a little bit, you know, if they, you know, even though they had Uhura saving the day again, <laughs> he's like, she's just doing her job, man. man what have like, been the Hammer I'm episode? Sorry. She saves Hammer. She did. <laughs> That's right. She did. She did. You're right. He yeah. did in that episode. No, but so. you have no the Hammer. The Hammer. There's a Hammer episode coming up. I take it right. Hammer's but, been saved by everyone. Hammer's not next episode. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. it could be, but we don't know everything about it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So Matt Vader said, I believe they said one one a year in the show. Yeah, I didn't hear Is that, that what they said? Yeah, I missed that one. Yeah. I'll give it to you. And uh, Salty Tricker said, uh, there's no acceptable number. Yeah. Nice. He's and a dad. Matt Vader says anything, no acceptable number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So most of all, what do you guys think? Is there how many <laughs> kids, how many kids need to die? So that you can uh, <laughs> uphold your way of life. That's the question. And if you guys have not seen that movie, Swordfish, you need to watch that movie. It's a good movie. Jeez, yeah. it's such a good, great movie. Perspective. Yeah. Okay, so that's it for the review. Uh, we're going to wrap this up here. And uh, what's our what's our final score there, Shane? We got a 6.5, baby. Yeah, that's pretty solid, I think. Pretty good episode. You know what's you funny is that's super close to what KB said his score would be seven seven point five. Oh, all right, that's pretty good. This I'll is just giving you. This I'll is just neck and neck our, with our other six point five, right? Yeah, I'm just giving you. I was giving you a hard time, KB. He's like he's over there going <laughs> like I'm giving him a hard time. He's like I'm just it's my perspective. I'm like I got you, dude. So I drink one child. You love you, man. So so the children are like fuel. You got <laughs> they're batteries like the Matrix. <laughs> they're batteries. They're basically batteries. Archmage says, uh, well, they said this kid had been picked from birth, so it would need to be more than one kid at this point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. And Salty Trekker just gave us a super chat. You should both change your name to Richard. But we have the same last name, Salty. It would be trouble. We would never know who you were talking to. (laughs) (laughs) But we get it. We Thank you for the super chat. Yeah. Okay, guys, uh, we're going to wrap this uh, review up and get on to the Orville. Hit that subscribe button on the way to the comment section to tell Shane he was wrong and that Hura is awesome. Why is it always me? Okay, wait. Hit that comment section comment <laughs> section to wonder why Brian has aspect ratio problems. No. No, <laughs> I am not the only person. Oh, I shouldn't have said it. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, you're right. <clears throat> My bad. Sorry. I'm, I'll control myself for now. <laughs> yeah for now uh spock amok amok actually got our lowest score but not because it was bad it's because there just wasn't much to upvote that's true yeah yeah there wasn't a lot of upvote downvote but i just didn't i don't know the whole freaky friday spock thing i didn't really like it <laughs> yeah and especially in hindsight like that is such an op ability right i mean no, I, or i guess not even ability like that's that's like an overpowered mistake to have, and I think I said it in the salty guys thing. I'm like, there Star Trek is gonna start create stop creating these like side effects that are so ridiculously uh, extreme, yeah. like Romulans having uh-huh. a drive that randomly makes them time travel. <laughs> that's true. Hey, that's quick, so jump in my body! Come on, jump in my body! Come jump on. in my body! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't want that. So. <laughs> Gotta be difficult. Gotta be at least difficult. 
like, you know, Spock essentially to survive needs to send his Katra into Bones' body in order to survive. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Right. And then you're like, yeah. Right. And they got to take him back to Vulcan to get it removed. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff. That's there. There, there should be some, there should be like stipulations with that. Like it should be like, oh, you're about to die. Your consciousness yeah. is fading. You have to, then you still have to go somewhere and have it done. I don't know. I don't know. It shouldn't be as easy as like, hey, man, I put some slugs on your head. You guys good? <laughs> <laughs> We're good. We're back. We're good. Salty uh, uh, Tracker just said, Brian is right about aspect ratio. Yes, I am. Okay. Come on, Salty. Quit pandering to that guy. Let's see. Uh, all I see are, sock, are Fox sideburns. Thanks to you guys. Oh my God. His sideburns are so extreme though, right? They are. They're pretty. They're like, you know, you don't want a sideburn. Like it goes too far. Like, you know, like a good sideburn, but once it moves into the beard area, it just gets weird. Like, right. You know. And that's what his does. They're like, well, they, they go like this. They go and they do the curve around and they come down. Right, they're like, like making a roadmap on his face. Really? And like, I mean, he's doing great. I really like, what Ethan Peck's doing with Spock, but the sideburns are ridiculous. Let's be. Yeah, right. Can you imagine that we're saying that? I mean, who would have guessed we would ever say Ethan Peck Spock? Good job. I mean, dude, I want to go back to my myself like three years ago when I was like on podcasts, like screaming and yelling about how horrible that guy is as Spock. It's a completely different character to me. Totally agree. And uh, making the when we made the reboot, I had to go through a bunch of old Discovery, like uh, the episode Brother and parting in sweet such sweet sorrow whatever and um it is a different character it's a different character he's not it playing yeah. the spock that we see right now that is not the same spock in that in that show he's smiling he's like mm-hmm. fidgeting like he he has like anxiety it's not the same character whatsoever dude i mean he feels the same way we feel when michael burnham's around so it's not like, you know, I mean, he's just, it's natural to like be fidgety. And he's like twitching. He's like, oh, I don't Not oh, yourself. Michael's here. She's going to, she's just going to do something bad. Big sister. Oh my God. She's going to judge me. <laughs> ah. Where's my beard? Give me a beard. Okay. We're going to jump into uh, the Hulu. Oh, no, Hulu. Damn it. The Orville review. <laughs> What's wrong? With the Orville. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Every time. You're gonna have to go with the I love that you laugh every single time we play this. It's so unexpected. I feel like it's overkill. Even even though this is for the Orville people. And- <laughs> Every time I play it, I hear you laughing. <laughs> We got it. We get a nice compliment. Uh, we get a nice oh, compliment from somebody who said, "Thank you for clipping out your uh, reviews because I don't want to watch your entire long live show." So, which we're grateful for everyone who shows up for the live show because that's the whole point. But uh, that's why I'm laughing because we we reviewed something else a moment ago. <laughs> the same thing. So every time I play, da, 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 you're Shane. <laughs> It's just, I don't know what it is, man. Okay, guys, we are reviewing The Orville, Season 3, Episode 2. If you don't know how it works, then you haven't been here. And this is how it works, pretty much. I'm going to reset this because it was... (laughs) (laughs) That's not the score. That's not it. When Shane likes something, we give it an upvote. See that little number just pop up next to his name? 
And when I select something, it's an upvote. And when I dislike something, downvote. And the same for Shane. So at the end of this review, we're going to take both of our scores and we're going to average them into the official PopCast number. And what did last uh, Orville's number? What was that? What was the number for Orville last episode? Damn it. I it can't was speak high. It was, it was a 10, right? It was a 10. It was a yeah. solid 10. Solid 10. So we gave it a 10 because, you know, partly because I'm sure we were so ecstatic to finally see the Orville, but we couldn't find a, we couldn't find anything wrong with it. Um, yeah. Later on, people complain about there being lack of humor and all that. I guess with our system, um, it's hard to upvote and downvote something that's not there. So if there was no, if there was a lack of humor and that's a criticism, that's a valid criticism. Sure. But we can't upvote or upvote it or downvote it. So there's no way for us to have. Well, we can say, I mean, like if that was like a compass with which we measure the show by. Right. But I think we tend to lean a little more away from the humor. I mean, like it's like, it depends on the episode. Like, I think you can have a serious episode. um, And I don't think every episode needs to have, you know, Mocklin sex in it or, you know, (laughs) Mocklin porn. I I disagree. I think every episode should have (laughs) Mocklin sex in it. Well, if it does, then it's a different show than what we watched. I want the show to open up with Bordis on the holodeck every single episode in some other depraved uh, sexual act. Well, then it changes the tone. So (laughs) are you sure that's what you want? Uh, I mean, ideally, that would be hilarious. But, you know, I think we've we've and I think this is a fair thing to say. When the Orville first came out, it was very family guy in space. And uh, after the first, you know, half of the season, it started to change. You're like, wait a second. These are are telling great stories. Hold on a sec. And then season two had some really great funny stuff. But it went to this whole like serious, like it became kind of serious. Yeah, there's like Ray's trying to end the end of the universe and time travel, and I'm like, ah, oh, now I gotta sit up and pay attention. So I want to warn you guys, all of you who love the Orville, if you are watching the Orville because you love Star Trek comedy, like lower decks type of stuff, you are probably not going to enjoy the rest of the season of the Orville. <laughs> I don't have a feeling that there are a whole lot of slapstick stuff left. Although there are little moments of comedy in each of the episodes, even in this episode, episode two, which was, I would say, a pretty darn serious episode, there were a couple of uh, moments and even a sex joke in there for, for Seth. So hopefully it's enough to hold you over and tide you over. But I think season three is a little more on the serious side. Yeah, I said the same thing. Like, you can't really be like John Burns just said, like, you're gonna upvote he's dead waka 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 <laughs> you know about <it's> suicide <laughs> he's dead jim yeah. yeah i mean you can't and like what what their criticisms was more like you know maybe it shouldn't have been the first episode but then we disagree it had to be the first episode because it had to yeah. deal with isaac and uh the new character so isaac's story had to be told right so yeah. humor or not this show is good is is it's not going to be the same as the first season it there is more at stake here they it's a little more serious there's more canon there's more substance and that's that's good i think it's good ideally ultimately and there's a couple of moments where there's there's a there's a really inappropriate joke in this in this episode that i watching with my kids would have a hard time explaining which what's that which was fine what's that which which one was that it's when uh seth was explaining to kelly how she's not getting the thing off properly oh 
The <laughs> kid's like, what? What does that mean? And I'm you like, got to jerk it. It's not, you're not doing it right. Eight more years, son. We'll talk about it. <laughs> eight more years, boss. <laughs> um, I like how it, it wasn't It wasn't just him. It was him and Grimes, right? I don't know who's standing next to him. It was both. Yes. No, yeah, so Grimes said it first, and he came in like five minutes later and said the same thing. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. So here we go, guys. Orville time. Opening up with a six shot of the Orville, of course. Graphics are so gorgeous, man. Just yeah. can't. We're gonna be we're gonna be inter- interviewing uh, Brandon Fayette, um, who who who's in charge of production over there, and uh, I really have a lot of questions to ask him about, like what they did to upgrade it so much because it does look so much better. It does, yeah, yeah. I I mean, a lot of it's practical, so I I don't I don't believe that it was. I mean, yeah, there's a lot, obviously, graphics, but, like, a lot of what we see is inside the ship, and that's practical. Like, we were there. It's definitely practical, and it's beautiful. Yeah. But even their VFX stuff is just really next level. I agree. All right. Um, so we open up. Claire is in her is in her office, and here comes Admiral. This guy Christy. seemed, uh, what's his name? Admiral Christie. Admiral Christie. Well, did you get a weird, like, rapey vibe from him at, in the beginning? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's definitely not how an admiral usually acts. But we find out he has a good reason for it. Yeah, he's like in love with Claire or whatever, right? Well, he was married to her once. Right, but in the very beginning, like, it felt like maybe he was inappropriate or something. Like, he had to... Come yeah, he obviously <laughs> knows her very well. Or wants to. Right. I'm like, oh, why so formal? Because you're an admiral, dude! <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, I'm going to give that a down vote. But, well, but, well, hold on. Whoa, whoa. What if it was your ex-husband? I felt like the tone was off here. I know, but what if it was your ex-husband? Like, let's say you're Claire. I want you to put on your your uh, your medical coat for a second and your, and your black curlies, okay? And you're Claire, and you're chilling, right? And you're like, hey, uh, hand me over that medical device. And then in walks a salty old white admiral, okay? And then be like, uh, hey, uh, remember me? Oh, your admiralship. <laughs> Whatever shall I do? <laughs> so, I mean, they, the, he, I mean, there's carnal knowledge involved here. I mean, I think he has the right to yeah. act like a regular person. I don't know. Uh, so I'm not going to blame the writing. I think that maybe the acting was off or something because mm. this, this character in the beginning didn't work for me. Maybe I, he should have come in and said like, it's been a long time, Claire. It's been and then, a long like the, time. the the music from General Hospital starts to come in. <laughs> no, but my problem is the way it was played. For me, it felt I don't know, like he was abusing his like yeah that vibe where like someone's abusing their power to sort of like hit yeah. on a subordinate. I don't like it. I didn't like it bothered me i mean if it, if it turns out that they weren't married then i agree with you like it did feel that way but once i realized their backstory then then i didn't feel so bad about it yeah in kb games yeah i gave him i gave him a down vote i gave it i gave, i'm sorry sorry man i gave sexual harassing ex-husband a down vote <laughs> That's <it>. right away <laughs> you kind of feel sorry for him a little later i think no uh, no at no point oh. do i feel sorry for this guy Oh. I don't. Hey, it's not a very good character. I, I guess mean, he, still, he still has feelings for her. Yeah, but they're not reciprocated at all. I mean, but that's why I feel. I mean, that's kind of why I feel bad for him. 
Yeah, I don't feel bad for him. Okay. All right. So, yeah, he's really trying to get her, like, hey, he's like, unmarried men look younger. <laughs> what the hell, bro? You're like, like you're lucky I already downvoted you because that, that would be another downvote line, dude. Chill out. Yeah, I know. It was definitely getting creepy there yeah, before you. It's creepy, you bro. And he's like leaning over her desk, like, get out of there, Penny, get out of there. So we we learn that basically what's happening is is the Orville's getting ready to head to unexplored krill space. They've they've they're solidifying the, the treaty with the krill. And um and this admiral is on board essentially to make sure that, that happens. Right. Right. Yeah. And and he used to be he used to be a professor of Claire's. Which is even more actually, appropriate inappropriate. Well, Right. Well, so they were actually having, uh, you know, I mean, she's an adult, he's an adult, which is still inappropriate, but uh, so she was a student. They started seeing each other. And then after she was no longer a student, they got married. Right. But he quickly decided like, he just really wanted a play thing, I guess, a young play thing. Oh, God. So, so gross. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is uh, this scene with the krill is going to get an upvote from me. Uh, I love the interaction between the krill and, um, I'm trying to get there without mm-hmm. hitting play. Between the well, girl, that, oh, I gotta yeah. go back. Damn it! This that actually gets an upvote from me just because Ed gives us a reality moment of he doesn't really want to be at this party, right? And he's giving us that honest, like you know, Kelly leaves him and he's gonna just get drunk, basically. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm just giving upvote, upvote. Yeah, I thought the I thought the krill were. Uh, I liked it too. It's like once the Kalon are crushed, our alliance will be dissolved. <laughs> right, because he, we have to remember that the krill think of humans as basically cows. Like right. we are not. Yeah, yeah, we're we're food. Yeah, we're we're not like on the level of, of uh, on their mental level to them. We're not worthy <laughs> of their attention. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because because we are livestock. Basically, yeah, yeah. Crazy um, So so they they had to. Uh, they had to uh, hook. They had to ally themselves with the cows so that an- another enemy couldn't take them out. I like that. Yeah, I like, I like this whole scene. It was good. Um, yeah, creepy guy again. I don't know, something. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I, I'm probably gonna upvote it when he gets uh, wrecked. Oh, so I like this too. Their explanation about something that was like super. So they they want access to a planet so that they can mine it for. Um, a material that they use for their propulsion, right? Yes. And in return, I guess they they want to go and like explore the expanse. And their response to them was very interesting. Like, hey, you don't want to go in there. Like, yeah. You think if they hated them, they wouldn't care. But like they, but but their their distaste for the for um the I want to say federation. That's not correct. Uh, the union is not as gnarly as their fear of this creature. That's true. But they also did say, well, don't, we're not going to come save you. So maybe it was also in part to make it so there wasn't some sort of incident or, you know, imagine them dying in their territory because of something, if they didn't at least say something, you know? Right. But the demon thing I thought was interesting because it kind of goes to show, I would have thought they would probably take that a little more seriously, at least the hint of a warning that the crew would have, you know, obviously if the krill, but they kind of got, yeah, yeah. It's been a hundred years since they even went in search over there. It's probably nothing. Right. You know? Yeah. But so, so the reason 
that they didn't take it seriously is because they know that these people are like religious zealots. Right. So like, I, it makes sense that a religious zealot's gonna like have superstitions, and so they probably just think it's superstitions, right? Yeah, that's that's kind of how it goes into it. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, moving on. Oh, okay. So, how'd you feel about? Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm gonna pass this point. They're gone. How do you feel about the admiral? Admiral uh, Christie. I can't, I was about to say Admiral Me Too. Um, how do you feel about him going? Yeah, Admiral, Admiral Me Too. <laughs> Admiral Me Too. How do you feel about Admiral Me Too going on the mission with them? Now, here we uh, go. Here well, we go. Admiral Me Too being Me Too again. Look at this. He, he finds her at dinner. Hey, Claire. What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> so, so they did find an actor that kind of has creepy, like uh, Andrew, you know, uh, Andrew or. Uh, this is the guy from Psycho, Andrew Perkins, I think. Yeah. Anthony Perkins. It's you like know, Bill O'Reilly without the facial hair. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's he does have that vibe going on, but he, you know, he really likes her and he thinks that he's gonna get her back, you know. And he's going on this mission essentially because he wants to be with her. I I'm pretty sure that's why he's going. Right. Uh, you made a mistake, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, read the room, dude. Read the room. <laughs> Okay, um, yeah, so he's going on the mission. I'm going to get past the... This is all awkward. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to go back one real quick. He has a ring that he carries around with him. That's See, made out of... Do you feel like... bad for him? No. I, I feel... mean, he's obviously pining for Claire. He may, feels like he made a mistake, you know? You don't, you don't got a little bit of sympathy for the dude? See, I think the actor is not playing it right, bro, because like, I'm getting like player vibes from this guy the whole time. I'm oh, getting... okay. So you're thinking he's just he's just he's playing. Her. He's just okay. trying to hook up with a with a previous flame. I don't feel okay. Sorry for him at all. I I I feel like he's a dirtbag. So either he didn't pull it off in his acting job, or that was his ultimate goal, and it really didn't pay off. Right. Yeah. I'm going to the overall. I'm gonna, bring, I'm gonna grab this ring and I'm gonna hook up with Claire again. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's I, I I didn't I subjectively. Uh, the actor didn't do it for me. Doesn't mean the episode's bad. Just the actor didn't do it for me. Um. Well, I guess that's a good point. I think because that never really gets sussed out, I'm going to give that a down vote. Okay. I mean, honestly, I really feel like, because now that you, you, you brought that up, I think it's a good point. He either needed to be, it needed to be one or the other. And because it was a little bit ambiguous, then I guess, you know, because we don't know whether he was sincere in his feelings or whether he was just being a player, and that didn't come through, that's still not a positive. Right. Right. Um, okay. Oh, so the speech, though. Uh, Ed gives a speech. I like this, right? He did. From, oh, about? From, from, from his heart. He didn't prepare a speech, right? <laughs> yeah, I love Kelly tells him. Just do it from your heart. You please, yeah, give me an upvote on that one. Yeah. I love how he says, may the force be with you. Yeah, he says, may the force be with you. You know what's funny is uh, I wonder if he can do that now because they're technically owned by Disney and he couldn't do that before. Yeah. Well, maybe. Well, I don't know. Could they do it before? We I mean, know they still. They're still part of. I mean, they're still the same. They're still. This is still a Disney product. Right, but it wasn't a Disney product before the acquisition. Um, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it did belong to Fox. Right. Another creepy thing was when. I don't know. I don't like this guy. 
I'm actually starting to dislike him. Now that now that I'm watching a second time with you here, he comes to Isaac and he's like, hey, how do you feel about... I don't know. Didn't... You know, you guys let us know. Hit the comment section. Like, how do you feel about Admiral Christie? Uh, the creepy white guy. Creepy old guy, sorry. Mm-hmm. How, how do you feel about him? Did, did you get, like, vibes? Or was he just a pathetic old man pining for an old relationship? That's the question. I would like to know. Well, in this situation, I mean, I, I felt like uh, I felt like he went to the only source he could. Claire already basically turned him down, so he went to the only source he could to try to find a way to get back into her graces. I mean, he obviously feels like he can somehow win her back over. Still, so I'm still because I, I already told you it was unclear to me. So I, I still am unclear. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this whole exchange was just sort of... I mean, I guess it was, there was funny parts when, when he starts talking about how Claire likes uh, uh, particular coitus uh, positions or whatever. I thought that was that was sort of funny. Yeah, well, you know, Isaac, he's not going to hold back because he's, <laughs> he's just yeah. going to say it like it is. Yeah, all right, moving forward past that point. All right, they're going to the expanse. How do you guys feel about... How do you feel about this expanse area? I don't really understand it, to be honest with you. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, what? I guess there's no stars. Yeah, so real space has expanses, like between um, yeah. solar systems or galaxies or whatever. Sometimes there's entire areas that just didn't, that don't, that don't have solar systems, and so they're just black voids. I don't think they. Yeah, they don't usually call them expanses, though. They call them like voids. They call or, them voids, right? You know. So I thought the term expanse was. A little unclear, but then I mean I got it, so it wasn't like a downvote or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy <laughs> just said Admiral Chris was being creepy old dude. He was walk- asking everyone on the ship who was intimate with Claire. Yeah, <laughs> like bro, <clears throat> putting off some weird vibes, bro. I don't. Know, I like the I like the imagery of the void though, like a lot. I mean that it's black. I mean that it slowly went from like stars to no stars. Oh, I see. Yeah, like. One criticism I had actually of Stargate Universe was when they entered their void, like it was like a clear, like it just the stars ended, and you're like that's not how it would work. I understand you wanted to visualize that, but it wouldn't. That's not how it would work on TV. So they did this correctly here. Um, all right. Why well, like that? What about the look of the spaceship? And how do these creatures like? Are they intelligent? I need to know more about this. Are the creatures intelligent? Or are they like just monsters because they they're building like spaceships? So anyone want to tell me how that works? Well, uh, yeah. So they they're obviously not just those little things. They they're ultimately the humanoids we end up seeing at the end. So apparently that's just how they reproduce. So they're eventually able to build spaceships and do all that stuff, which we learn. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, this is just how they they have to lure in other uh, entities in order to reproduce. I mean, that's really unique. Um, yeah, totally different idea, and I, I, that's it's something we've never seen before. Um, it reminded me a lot of yeah, upvote for me too. It reminded me a lot of the movie Alien. Um, even though they don't, that's not how they make the aliens. It's just the idea that it you know impregnates and is born basically be at, through the through the humanoid right um, in this way it actually changes it into that so it was, it was really creative 
Yeah. How did how did the aliens in Alien get around? They didn't have sp spaceships, right? No, they were on a planet, and they would get picked up by, you know, they would essentially like a disease. Up. Yeah, they would wait around until mm. a humanoid came around that they could uh, embed itself into, and then be born. That's cool. Yeah. So, so this is this is this is possibly an even more gnarly version of Alien. Might be cool. Uh, maybe, except it, yeah. In the beginning, it kind of felt like that. Do you feel like there were too many people in this landing party? No, I mean, no. I mean, I don't know why they would take less. Well, what what do you need? What do you need Lamar for? I mean, it's a it's like a base that seems empty. So he's an engineer, so it makes sense to have him. And you need Tala because she's strong. Security. She's security. And you need Kelly because she's Kelly? Uh, she's Well, I would say either Ed or Kelly should probably go, but they don't seem to have this rule. Uh, I'm Kelly, well, later on they may have this rule, but um, they don't seem to have this, like, the captain has to stay behind kind of thing. Right. On the Orville, so... it. It didn't strike me as odd when it happened. And the doctor was there because... Doctors always go on away missions, bro. Okay. All right. I know why Admiral Me Too is there is because um, for two purposes. He wants to be there because he wants to explore things personally. And he has to be the guy that gets, you know, whatever happens to him. Yeah. I don't know. It just it, it, when I first saw this, it felt like a lot of people. I think you know what's funny is if Ed or Kelly were not in this group, it wouldn't feel like a lot. Okay, I mean it doesn't feel like a lot to me. So I guess that's fair. I guess to you it must feel like a lot because I don't know. Maybe you maybe you explain to me why you think it's a lot. Well, um, as a lot of people are put at risk when you don't know what is there, okay. or you know, and a lot of important people are put at risk. You know? That's fair. All right. They don't have red shirts on the show, bro. You're right. You got to remember, they don't have, we never get just random people. Except this episode, we did get a random person, but it doesn't usually operate that way. Um, yeah, you're right. And there's a lot of random people that died this episode. Mm -hmm. um, very cool, by the way, this set. I love like the, the green light behind like the red. Uh, mm -hmm. It's very striking, very unique. Very alien, right? Yeah, Very they did alien. a really good job, and, and I'll give that an upvote. They did a good job of uh, creating this additional, um, this offset world, right? You know, or, plan, um, or ship or whatever, right? Right. All right it's go. empty. It's creepy. This whole episode is is kind of spooky, you know. And that's what you know when Tom did his his cut. You know, it was you know now entering haunted house, right? Yeah, I had, had that vibe. And it definitely through the entire thing, it was a it was a scary episode. You know, watching it with my younger children, they would have been like, What? I'm not watching that. So here it is. Here's the moment. Here's the moment. Admiral Christie has gotten a little too close to the wrong thing. Uh that didn't happen, damn it. Yeah, it's not <laughs> oh, there. Here we go. Right there you go. <clears throat> Oh, yeah. Let me get more closer to this hole. Interesting. What can that... Oh, no! <laughs> oh, something in my... I got something in my eye. What? What happened? Um, I don't know. It moved, man. 
Yeah. So good time. There's, there's a good comment over here. Did they ever determine if the ship was organic or not? And that is a really great question. Like in Stargate, uh, they have the uh, Wraith. The Wraith, or it's an organic ship, right? Right. Yeah. The Wraith. The Wraith ships are grown. And this very well could be an organic vessel. We didn't figure that out in this episode, but that's totally possible. There's things growing on the walls. So. Yeah. Yeah, which is cool. All right, and the admiral passes out, and now I gotta say the makeup for this was oh, yeah. so good. Upvote for me. Vote, vote me up too. Yep. Can I be uh, honest? I wish they would have kept him in this in-between state. Yes, because I, I did not that. like the final form. Yeah, there's actually you can go another step forward to his next evolution of where his thing is, where he's got the giant one eye on one side. Right. I'm like, that is creepy. It was so creepy. Like it would have been cooler if I think if they hadn't gone all the way. I mean, I know they they had to go all the way because then, you know, you would have human hu- uh, you would have like um, personified this guy too much when yes. he really needed to be another another being. No, but geez, I, th- I disagree. I think that that would have made it even more of a complex thought. Yeah. When if if there was a, a remnant of the human in there, remember yeah. that remember that horror movie? Um, oh my god, I'm forgetting. It's a horror movie where they out in the country scarecrow. No, it's like a scarecrow that like hunts the kids in the bus and he like takes their skin. Oh my god, how am I forgetting the name of this movie? They take their skin. Yeah, there's this there's this alien thing that like hunts uh every like five or six years or so or decade or whatever and like they the kids are like and on the school bus going through a field it breaks down and he starts hunting them and they figure out that um oh, he's the wearing jeepers, creepers. Skin. jeepers creepers thank you yeah. jesus that was actually a really good movie <clears throat> great movie yeah but one one of the things that made jeepers creepers such a revolting reveal was when like you saw a part of the human face on him, you know? Yeah. And they probably should have done the same thing here. I feel like the final form of, of, of the bad, the alien monster was just not as creepy as it, as it could have been. Well, yeah, ultimately it ended up not being as creepy as him laying there and what he looked like. Right. It was scary. Like the first time they showed it, but I think when you show them going around the, around the, around the ship and crawling on the walls, which is super creepy. They just, they, they cease to be as scary, I think. Um, and maybe, maybe part of the, you know, listen, the Orville's not always making a horror show, horror episode. That's not what they do. Right. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, less is more in that situation probably, but um, not enough to downvote it. Yeah. 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 In fact, I would have probably done, you know, done the, the yeah. old um, sort of um, horror uh method of not showing the monsters you know maybe showing one or two but then when you want to you know show that there's a lot of them have like noises and shadows and stuff like that yeah i like that one shot with a face like it was really creepy it was super duper creepy i mean we're not there yet i guess should i be talking about it yet yeah yeah let's talk about when we get there so they go back to the alien ship and they're going to examine the um pulsating anuses I'm assuming. <laughs> what is that? Is that the first thing that came? I was going to say flowers, but okay. Yeah. Anuses. I got it. Those look like flowers to you? Oh, they look like they're opening up into flowers. No. What does your anus look like? I, 
never flower? even considered. It looks like a I never flower. considered an anus at all. I mean, to me, it looks like they look like anuses. I'm not gonna lie. That's to me, it looks like spacemen with a helmet on their head. Wait, it is. <laughs> they don't look like flowers. Do you look like they look like pumpkins? Uh, they don't look like oh pumpkins. That's a better dad. They look like upside down pumpkins. You know pumpkins, anuses. It's all good. All right, here's the moment. Yes. Yeah, Man, that's, that's that it. is amazing. Right. That that's makeup is legit. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's my. That was where my upvote came in. Yeah, that is so good. That is so good. That it's it's honestly disappointing at what he ends up looking like, because that is so good. That is that is amazing. That is I'm like my wife was watching. She was like, "Oh my god, what?" Wouldn't it have been crazy if like there was an entire race of whatever race you were that this this thing was able to turn you into basically that, where you got two little eyeballs above one eye, you know, and like maybe there's some other weird things about you, and that's the new race of whatever alien this is. Right. I like that. Yeah, some fangs maybe that would have been cool. Yeah, it looked really good. I'm not gonna upload again because I already did, but that was re- really good graphics. My goodness. All right. Um, like that's so that's good enough to like if I put down the thumbnail, it might get demonetized. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> well, then you know it's good. Yeah. Right. Oh, and like the pu- the pus sacks and all that, just yeah, very very good. Very Everything about good. this is like really well done. Um. Yeah, so, and they make sure to show it off because it's a, I'm sure it says, like, yeah, this is amazing. They have yeah. A, <laughs> focus Maybe the camera. Um, okay, I'm, I'm trying to get to the actual monster. Oh, so, this is creepy. Like, the dark hallway. You know what's funny? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. There was just a moment where my brain sort of, like, tipped to Chief Kyle from Strange New Worlds when I saw this guy walking down that hallway. Yeah. Because he has that vibe. Oh, he does, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he finds, you know, so other people are getting infected on the ship. That's a bummer. I wonder how many they lost. There was at least nine nine uh, monsters yeah. there. I, I thought I was thinking between like six and 12, somewhere in there. Interesting. <clears throat> okay. This was very creepy. Like this whole part with the kids, right up until, I mean, like they're coming out. You, you see like little skitters off into the in the shadows and you're like oh this is really spooky it's like all really great up until up uh, you know at this point right yeah and so she went to their quarters looking for their kids and the kids went to the dock the sick bay looking for their mom like at that moment you're just assuming something bad's gonna happen right yes but that would have been a cliche so i'm sort of glad i didn't although we do get this great scene if you go forward a little bit um you get this kind of little hide and seek thing which reminded me a lot of uh of jurassic park jurassic park yeah yes. me too uh it, i got that jurassic park vibe where the kids when they're hiding in the in the kitchen in jurassic park and you got the boys hiding kind of around the back of things and then moving just before the the uh you know the dinosaur or i guess in this case the velociraptor yeah. flesh-eating zombie creature thing yeah yeah total jurassic park hold <laughs> on to your butts and oh, I got kind of the sound almost sounded like a velociraptor. Yeah, the, the sound was like scratching. Making. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, see, it was more scary when we had not seen the actual creature. Yeah, I think once we start seeing them like in like full form constantly, you know, I think I really, the moment where 
um, where John ends up locking himself in the brig to escape, which by the way, was brilliant. Brilliant. Um, you know, really great move. That's an upvote for me when we get there. When we get there. But they're, when they're just like chilling there in front of it, like looking at him, I'm like the mystery and the fear is is dissipating from me. Right, right. Although seeing this random guy just get like yeeted by the monster was sort of nice. That was cool. Oh, and like, also, I feel like he transformed way too fast. Uh, there's something on the screen. There, it's, the screen's black to me. Are you still showing? Oh, I was. I guess it. My bad, guys. There you go. There okay. we go. How long has that been like that? Jeez. Oh, uh, not long. Okay. Yeah, it's like he like instantly starts to change into the monster. Yes, that was cool. Was that really cool great special it? effects change? Yeah. I well, mean, no. like, look. yes, yes, it was cool. The special effects change is cool. But why did it take other guys so much time? Well, because he was infected by the pod. So it had to be gestated inside of him. Oh, okay. So he, it had to, to go through a system so that he changed. Now the actual creature is probably able to immediately change other people. Right. There's almost a Borg-like quality to this. We'll find, we'll talk about it later, though. Right. Oh, man. Organic Borg on the Orville. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So that's what I wanted to show. So the makeup is good. That it looks is. great, though. Like, that looks great. It looks great. But it's not as creepy as the human face, I don't think. And subjectively, obviously. But also, I don't think his body matches the face. Like, they're too You think humanoid. it's not big enough? or like, like, I think their bodies are too humanoid. I have a I feeling see. that next time you see this race, they're going to be updated a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure how far into budget they wanted to go to like, I mean, they obviously had to CG a lot of this. Um, you know, did they want to give them tails? You know, how much, how much you got, because you got to go far, you know, once you've done the the face, once doing the body, you know, you have to, you know, decide how far you want to go with that. Right. Yeah. They explained what, Richard? Tell us in the chat. Um. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is that moment. Uh, or it's coming up. John Lamar, I love this too. And he's like talking to Isaac. Isaac did great in this episode too. Oh, there's a scene coming up. I'm going to upvote so hard is when the alien comes face to face with Isaac. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was good. Oh man. I was hoping that Isaac would just like destroy him. (laughs) Yeah. All right. This is the moment when he gets trapped in the brig. Yeah, that's cool. So this is an upvote. That's cool. I mean, way to think it, you know, yeah, yeah give me mine there, uh, you know, and they're trying to get through. They don't understand, which, you know, we'll yeah. determine later or not whether that's reality or not. Their bodies don't work for me. They do seem like people in suits at this point. Uh, so it goes back and forth from people in suits to cool CGI crawling along the ceilings. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess there's only so much you can do. There is only so much you can do in these situations. And so, I mean, it didn't, it didn't bug me horribly. I would say the only thing that, that took me out was I was less afraid of them. Right. <laughs> Tala has a cool moment. Kicks, oh, she's got a majorly cool moment. Yeah, she kicks some butt, bro. In fact, that's an upvote for me. She, we finally get to see Tala really unleash what she's capable yeah, of doing. Yeah, I agree. That's an upvote, too. That was and uh, that was she really rad. kicks the crap out of these things. 
Yeah, I guess they weren't. They they just decided not to spit on her though. That's my. Sorry, I mean, guys, I guess they didn't you. get an opportunity to, or you know, that's you know. As people watching it, we always want to say, "Well, oh, they'll just spew, spew on you really fast." But we are. It is a TV show and not reality, right? So we have to remember that, you know, just because we think they might have had time to do it doesn't mean that. That's you true. Know, you know. Oh, oh, that one tried. It did. She dodged it. That was cool. Yeah, Todd ta- ta- was a Chad, bro. <laughs> Chad. I mean, dude. So it's someone messaging me and my. Sorry, guys. Hold up. Let me turn this off. Somebody's like, this is the Orville. It's not Star Trek. Ah, dude. Come on. Leave me alone. Um, oh, my God. It's Fishing Clan. <laughs> fishing Clash? It's, yeah, it's a Fishing Clash or whatever. Um, all right. Yeah, so this whole scene was cool. Um, yeah. Boom. Kicked oh, your, I mean, this is rad. Um, yeah. I, I, we finally get to see Tala. Yeah. So how long since season two? We haven't really gotten gotten to see the her people. Uh, like they've touched on it, but they, you know, she like easily and calmly dispatched these two aliens. Yeah. Well, there were more than two, even. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, this is the scene. I'm getting an upvote. This is getting an upvote too. I'll show you guys right now. I'll play. You gonna give it an upvote or not? Uh, I think it was cool, but I didn't upvote. Okay, I'm getting upvote because this was the coolest part of this, this episode for me. Ready? And again, I'm an Isaac guy. And so awesome, man. You know, you, you know, you know why I didn't upvote it? Huh? Because his little eyes should have came out, and he should have just devastated this thing right now. Yes, I, I do agree with that. But, you know, I get that, like, that we wanted to have this moment where he's a machine and it's trying to figure out whether or not it can, you know, make it one of them. Right. So I get that moment. But as soon as it had that moment, Isaac should have just obliterated it. Oh, you know what I mean, Rad? What if he determines he's going to try and he spits on Isaac and then Isaac goes and spits back with his... Yes, that would have been cool. And just yeah. disintegrates him and then just casually keeps walking down the hall. And then he just keeps on going down the hall. That would have been perfect. That would have yeah. been so rad. That would have been such because we got to remember Isaac's Isaac's a badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has like he has a whole like laser cannon in his head. Yeah, they probably didn't do it because Tala had that big old fight already. But it would have been cool to. It definitely would have been cool. It didn't have to be a big fight. It could have been like this stare down, and the alien goes, you know, goes all right, spits at him, and Isaac looks back and goes, and spits back. Yeah, and spits back right because nothing happened. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Anyways. Because I think they, uh, and here's another reason why this doesn't really work, even though I, I get what they were trying to do. And I'm actually going to give it a down vote um, because, you know, in this situation, you know, they're trying to get, but Isaac's not scared. There's no tension in this scene because we know that this alien can't hurt Isaac. So all the tension is gone. Like we're supposed to be scared or frightened for Isaac in this moment, but it can't do anything to him. And we know this. So I think it's a loss of an opportunity to have that sort of um, tense moment that they're looking for by him going face to face with Isaac, right? Yeah, it would have been really rad though had Isaac done something heroic here. Like yeah, maybe, maybe when the guy takes off, we, the camera shoots around, and Isaac grabs it by his leg and just starts casually dragging it down the hallway. That'd have been cool. And then its face comes, and his face comes out like, you know, <laughs> right. You know? You know something bad's about to happen in the next room or something? Yeah, I mean, they, they could have yeah. done something here with Isaac. Yeah. All right. But I still gave it up, though, because I thought it was a cool scene. 
Yeah, it was, it was cool. The face to face. What's up, baby? Give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. All right. All right. All right. So, um, yeah, then uh, Lamar is like, dude, I'm stuck in the brig. Come get me out, bro. Come on, bro. John Byrne says, how do you know Isaac can go full Kalon? Could have been deactivated. Eh, I guess that's possible. But he's still I guess, here, here's what I would say, John. You know, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. So as far as we are aware of, he can still do those things. We try to operate from a stance of like, you know, what we know or don't know. Yeah, so cannon. they should show us that if he can't do that. Um. Yep. Okay. Lamar being Lamar. Blah blah blah. Okay. So Tala brings the dead. Um. I don't even. You got know. a button switch again. Oh damn it! My bad, guys. I don't know why it's doing that. That's really weird. Oh, oh, that's not right. There it goes. There we go. Um, yeah. So, Tala brings. What are these things called? You know, we don't know, right? I we don't know actually. Demons. Demons. Tala brings the Krill's demons. One of them to uh, sick bay. And just when they needed it. And they figure out that the genome has been completely transformed, but there's still some white blood cells remaining. Mm-hmm. So that means it's human. It was human. And it has very little white blood cells. And so the way to kill it is a simple cold virus. Vote for cool science. Yep. I yeah. really enjoyed that. Do you think that um I think we've seen that we've seen that before, right? Like the sort of like homage to like the you know Indian uh Native Americans and the programs. Like I think in the movie there was that movie um War of the Worlds, like I think the aliens came down here to like kill us but then they got sick or something. Um yeah, I yeah, I recall that. That was it ended up being the thing that saved them or something, yeah. Right. So I like this a lot. Um and I almost, I sort of don't like the fact that they didn't do it that way. Like they let them go. How do you feel about oh, this? Well, if we're there, then yeah. So that's a big downvote for me, actually. Yeah. So between this and there is just them walking around with blasters shooting them. So yeah. So just... Ed, <clears throat> Ed decides it's Ed who does it. So uh, Doctor Claire's got this idea. You know, let's spread. The, you know, flood everything, and then. Ed says, well, you know, maybe we shouldn't kill him. Maybe, you know, look, there's the ship coming. So they find out one of their ships are coming. He goes, um, you know, maybe we shouldn't kill him. There's still our crew members. Um, and so then they'd said, well, let's come. Let, let me try to reach him. Let me try to reach Admiral Christie and see if I can reach them. <clears throat> and I downvote this because, look, these these creatures have come on your ship. You know, they're obviously trying to to kill everyone. And it's to me, it felt like negotiating with the creatures from the movie Aliens. Like, like I'm not sure why you. What's the what's the bonus for just getting them off your ship? Like, these aren't benevolent, going to take care of your creatures. The next people they run into, they're going to do the same thing to. Right. Yeah. Like, so, like, like they were nice to the krill and barely able was able to get a relationship out of that. Right. So it's like I don't think this species was worthy of saving. Um, and, and, and I, and did you give my down vote? <clears throat> yeah. And I'm also going to give another down vote because then, you know, basically Claire's like, do it, kill him, you know, get rid of him. And then the alien's like, he sees what's happened. He's like, Oh, 
hold on, uh, go ahead, yeah, uh, we'll leave, right? And then he's like, and then he threatens her. And he's like, but this isn't the last time we'll see each other. Yeah. And I'm like, why did you not just immediately kill them at that moment? So you're going to let them off the ship and go away. You see what I'm saying? Right. And My response, like, if you, it, yeah, yes, you're 100% right. I got to download it too. Damn it. I didn't want to. I got to. Because you're right. When he when he threatens her, my response as as um, Penny would have been, oh, okay, never mind, uh, uh, Captain, go ahead and release it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. You know, uh, they, he they threatened her. We're gonna let them go, and they just said they're gonna come back and kill us all. So let's just solve this problem right now. Yeah, they're they just taught us, and not to necessarily bring the Star Trek into the Orville, but for what we understand, we just met the organic Borg. Because they said, we, he said, we're going to make you one of us. Right. And so as soon as that happened, I mean, you got to understand this is insidious. This isn't like we're going to be buddies now. So we're going to let you go. So, you, you know, whatever, you know, you need to, you know, annihilate them. Because now what's going to happen is these creatures are going to go back to that ship and communicate everything going on that what just happened. And now the Orville is going to become even a bigger target than they were previously. Right. And I... I Five bucks says they're the weakness that she just explained to them. Yes. Will no longer be a weakness when they're able to deal with it. Yeah. Or if, if they can, you know, solve that, maybe they can't, but you know, that now they know. So you've just given them a one up now. Granted at the end of this episode, they say the Admiralty basically said no more going in there. So I don't think we're going to run into these creatures probably again for a while. If, if at all, what if they just come to us? They have ships, dude. Could happen that way. I mean, they got to get through krill space first, but yeah. Uh, it's true. They have to get through krill space. Oh. Yeah. Uh, another down bone. I'm so sorry, guys. How did they leave? The alien creatures? Yeah. How did they leave? Uh, that's a good, that's a really good point because they did not show like they beam them off. I mean, everything's kind of done with space shuttles around here. So yeah, you're right. We didn't get to see that. Like you wouldn't want that spaceship connecting to your ship to get its people off. Right. And, and like, okay, we're going to go. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Where did they go? And like, you just casually walk away. Like you solved the problem. Let's go back to union space. Wait a minute. How did they get off the ship? I don't, that actually is a big problem. Yeah. That's yeah. Give me a down vote too. You're right. That's something that needs to be. How did they get off the ship? Yeah. Yeah. And and if they can get off the ship by if they can spacewalk as those creatures, that is even more that's that's even more insane. I mean, I'm okay with that if that's the case. Right, but they they but should show have shown us. that. They should have shown them on the outside of the ship jumping off the ship like a quick few seconds because it would have made them even more terrifying that they can right. spacewalk without space suits. Yeah. Yeah, right. no, that's a good point. All right. All right. So, you know, overall, I did like I did like this. I did like the last scene with Isaac sitting down with Claire. I thought that was lovely. Almost like she's, yeah, because there was some, you know, was she still going to, and she's obviously okay with him again. Yeah, was, because, I mean, it's right at this point, it's either Isaac or a blood-sucking alien. So... <laughs> She's got her perspective back with Isaac. Is that what yeah, you're saying? It's like, oh, you are not as bad as Admiral Me Too. <laughs> uh, overall, I'd like to give the episode a, <clears throat> an upvote. 
because yeah. I think overall the episode was very good, even though it may have had some a little bit of troubles here and there and a little bit of continu continuity issues. You know, overall, uh, you know, a, a not so great. What did uh, what did uh, one of the salty guys say the other day? Matt said, you know, even not the best episode of the Orville is still a great episode of television or a good episode of television, like pizza. That's true. That is very true. So um, I will tell you guys. I'm gonna give that up too overall because okay. I was thoroughly entertained. Entertained. Absolutely excellent hour of television. Um, it was fun. We got to see something new. We got an adventure. Um, I will say that next week, next week's episode. If you are down at all a little bit about this this episode, and you're kind of like, eh, next week's episode is going to blow your socks off. By far the best of the first three episodes. Next week's episode is good yeah yeah we're not supposed to explain much but i gotta tell we're you we're not gonna say nothing but yeah. the, the the next episode of the orville is is some of the best science fiction i've seen in a very long time yeah so you still be hyped for for next week even if this one you're like and eh, you know oh next week is so good so yeah. good it's so good all right um that's it man Oh, uh, the atheist says, especially after they made a point to say that they needed a breathable ap atm atmosphere, implying the creatures need a breathable atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem. Hey, uh, someone call Ed. They're still on the ship, Ed! <laughs> they're still um, on the ship. They're in the Jeffrey's tubes or whatever they're called. Yeah. Um, so a couple things I want to put. Oh, a $2 super chat here from Salty Trekker. Super Thanks, Salty. Uh, we love, we, by the way, Salty Trekkers shout out. If you haven't seen our, our latest video, you got to go and it was all Salty Trekkers idea. Uh, and we just Bingo. made a video out of it and you got to go watch that. It's really great. Um, really no downvote for all religion is bad. I didn't get that this episode. Huh? Yeah. You'll have to hit us up with that one. All religion is bad. I didn't get that. One. Tell me. Now, tell I know me that what? Yeah, what? Maybe the krill because their religion they they question the krill's religion maybe. So it, it, if they if they didn't listen to the krill because the krill were what uh, because the krill were were zealots and then okay you're saying the admiral says so if the admiral said that their religion is bad and then he gets turned into a monster, that's I think karma. this episode is telling you that he was wrong. <laughs> that's karma. Yeah, that, that's straight <laughs> karma. I think you're seeing it wrong. You gotta watch. You got you gotta watch past the moment that Admiral Me Too, who you established as a dirtbag, said something bad about their religion, because then he gets turned into a blood sucking uh, organic Borg. Um, so I gotta tell you, overall, I'm pretty sure the message was not their religion's bad. I'm pretty sure their, their overall the message was that guy's an idiot. Yeah. So if anything, if you're a fan of religion, it would probably deserve an upvote from us. But I'm pretty uh, ambivalent either way. So. All right, so that's that. So I think you're wrong. So you gotta tell us, Mike. I think what we just said. Think about that. Yeah. Um, you know, ultimately, it's Archmage says something here that maybe we we have higher expectations for the Orville. Oh, maybe Victor Garber said it, not not the Me Too guy. Oh, whatever. Oh. They didn't listen to the religious guys, and they ended up getting turned turned into zombies. So, I think overall. Yeah. Maybe they should have had a little more respect for the Krill's religion, even if it didn't play. Yeah, uh, and and I think I don't know where they came from with Victor Garber doing that. I don't I don't know if that's 
the sentiment of the show. I don't know if Seth is religious or not, but I, I don't think the actress that plays Victor Garber doesn't like religion for sure. Really? Yeah, cause he was in that. He was in that show, uh, Legends. Mm-hmm. His character had 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 said multiple things about religion too, and that he might must be something to do with his like, must be the an actor's thing. Yeah, he's probably he said, "Can we write this in? Because you know, religion's bad." Whatever. <laughs> in that case, you know, listen to each their own. If you love religion, good for you. Yeah, if do you don't, you that's that's your thing. Do what you want. Overall, though, uh, for what Art Mage said, you know. It's not that we're we have higher expectations for the Orville. It's just that um, you know we we love the Orville and we really love what they're doing and where they're going, and in the end, it's going to end up being good. But we're going to be honest no matter what. Even if we love a show, you know, we're still going to be honest and upvote and downvote properly. So, you know, right. at, at least the way we see it. Well, I mean, it's not, I mean, we love the Orville, but that doesn't mean it got like a stellar score. In fact. This this week's score, if you look at the numbers, five four four point five, it's that's a full two points below Strange New Worlds. Doesn't mean we didn't enjoy it, but there were some problems, right? Yeah, there were there were. A couple so this issues. is this is this is as scientific as we can get. We love it. We still love the episode, but this is how it played out. This is why we came up with the point system because it was people kept trying to quantify. Well, was it better? Was it worse? What'd you think? Well, here there's our score. 4.5. That's yeah. Now, to give you some context, Kenobi was a negative what? A, ne- a negative 73. <laughs> it was it was negative something. No, right? it was it was negative 5.5 or something like that. Oh, 8.5, yeah. Yeah. Kenobi was negative 8.5. Right. So that there you go. So yeah. This is this is doing Orville's doing just fine. Yeah, Orville's doing fine. Yeah. 4.5 is not bad. 6.5 is stellar, but that's the highest score we've given anything aside from last week's episode of the Orville that we gave a 10. Yeah. Yeah, stay tuned. Next week's episode of the Orville was probably going to be... Might be the high. highest score yet. Yeah. <laughs> Might be the highest score. All right. Oh, and if you're, if you're... We need to take this opportunity to... You know, if you've ever considered being a member with us, and if you do love the Orville... Um, you're going to want to become members. Um, and Brian's going to share the link with you in a sec because we're going to be interviewing members of the cast and we're going to be streaming those as live member streams uh, for so that you guys can get to see that. And we'll be airing them probably a little later. But if you want to be a member, see it live, get to ask questions, this is going to be a great opportunity to do it besides getting some extra content, which it feels like we're doing so much more these days. Yeah. Yeah, um, do you honestly think S Stranger Worlds is better than the Orville? No, no, no. We do not. We have, we have, first off, we have yet to actually um, come, come, come to a conclusion on Strange New Worlds. Because it's not, it's the first season and it, it hasn't ended yet. So far, yeah, Strange but- New, so far it's doing really well and we enjoy it. But if we're seeing Strange New Worlds this episode, I would say by the score, Strange New Worlds episode this week was better than Orville's episode this week. Score I think it was. No, I think it was. I think the um, I think what made Strange New Worlds better uh, this week than the Orville was, you know, the Orville had a few issues running into the end with the creatures, but Strange New Worlds had that wonderful, you know, um, to serve man <laughs> cookbook moment where they flip it on us and we realize they're sucking the life out of kids. Right. You know, and it's like it looks like they're exalting them, and then all of a sudden they're actually killing them. And it was not something we saw coming. Right. 
and it was a nice flip. And I think that's why the episode was probably better. And so here's the already. So we got 6.5 for Strange New Worlds, 4.5 for the Orville, and 8.5 for Kenobi. Minus 8.5. <laughs> Minus 8.5 for Kenobi. That tells you where things are. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so stick around. We'll be back next week for that, and we're going to wrap up this review. Let us know in the comments section what you guys thought of this week's episode of the Oroville, and please come back next week, because next week's episode review is going to be amazing. We actually got to see that episode uh, fairly early, and we are still simping hard for it. Such a good episode. All right, moving on. What's next, Shane? Uh... Well, it's time to say goodbye to these wonderful live show folks that it's came to watch us to and move on to the member section. Is there anything else we want to add? I uh, need to say goodbye to all you wonderful folks. Can I say something about South Park really quick while we're here? <laughs> yeah. I just reminded of South Park. Go ahead. I watched the Streaming Wars. If you guys haven't seen yet that yet, that South Park episode, it's, it's pretty darn entertaining. Yeah. Uh, you know, you think it's going to be about streaming, and it ends up being about water and then also streaming. It was just very clever. So clever. Really Randy being a Karen. Mm. I love it. Just wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I don't think people fully understand how smart uh, South Park really is. Like mm. they take the, the most stupid fart jokes and ridiculous humor and they wrap it into really intelligent humor that if you're that if you blink you miss it it's yeah. really well done man they mm-hmm. they have they have mastered the craft of south park and on top of it cartman gets a a boob job so yes that was, that was great best ever <laughs> and he was trying to play it off like it was a no big deal guys guys you don't get uh, don't worry about this like you have <laughs> my mom didn't listen to me and when and when kenny feels like oh <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay. Come uh, on over the member, section. the member section. Oh, wait, wait, let me do that part. Hold up. I'm sorry. To get all that wonderful future Orville interviews and, and extra content and all the great stuff we do there. Yes, my friends. We are going to the members mm-hmm. section now. And in the members... Oh, there's a lot of people in there. We got we to definitely uh, address. I didn't even know you guys were in there. I got to get better at that. But... I'm going to go ahead and put the link in the chat. And it's also in the description. And you can also get it on screen, popcast.co slash join. Please come and join us. The water is warm. We are going to be talking about Strange New Worlds, introduction of a non-binary character, Marina Sirtis, a.k.a. Deanna Troy, a.k.a. Uh, my first crush at 12 years old, is uh, said that the TNG cast, cast was essentially tr- uh, treated a lot better for Picard season three than they were in the movie Nemesis and JJ Abrams and bad robot have lost their jobs. Yeah, so just for John Burns over here really quick. Hey John, uh, I don't see a super chat from you for two bucks, but uh, don't sweat it. Uh, just ask us, let us know what the, the comment or question is and we'll read it off real quick. All right. I love you guys and we'll see you in uh, the member section and we're going to go ahead and just drop that screen for a while and eventually the audio will go to all right, members, what's happening, boys? And girls. And boys girls. And girls. All right, who you we know? got? We got Chris, John, Dork Knight, 
Archmage and Atheist for the Cause. And I think Ken Ken was in here earlier. Yeah, Ken's probably working. We've been catching him at work a lot lately. He's put a long time without you, my friend. How are you guys doing? So and John, I think John's yeah, John, here it is. John, here's your two dollars. Thank you for the super chat, John. You're so awesome. We really appreciate super chats, guys, because uh, it doesn't happen that frequently. And so when you do it, it like makes us feel all warm and fuzzy. Yeah. And what John says is, hey, you. <laughs> Did I say that right? <laughs> what a little chicken emoji. Let, let, me, let me do it in the, in the tone Acorn. that I think John actually was trying to, you know, convey. Okay. Hey, you. Oh, it was it was creepy like that. Hey. Is that what you're saying? What's up? See, I thought it was like, hey, you. <laughs> hey, you. Wh which one is it, John? Is it, hey, you? Or is it, hey, hey you? Wait, wait. So is it more like Admiral Admiral Christie or <laughs> or Captain Ed? Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay. Yes, and Salty Trekker is right. Uh, the water is warm because Shane peed in it. Sorry, I couldn't hold it. It's it a long stream, guys. He does it every, every, see, every week, guys. All right, so what do, we want to get, what do we want to get into before we can go to the newsroom, man? You got any good comments over here? Let's see. Uh, yeah, you guys are commenting. Chris Retzleff over here, great comments. Dork Knight over here commenting some really good stuff. You guys were talking. So we're going to do better. Brian is like the member section guy because my computer will literally blow up if I have too many up here. <laughs> his, his, uh, computer, his computer will get up, put its, put its, heart, its mouse down, Flip Shane off and walk out the door. <laughs> I'm gone. Uh, Hiroshi loved you. I love the serious side. I know that uh, talking about the Orville, and I, I do enjoy the serious Orville as well. And then uh, some great comments in here from John Burns. Ryan George did a pitch meeting for the Orville. Oh, no. Link that. Link it to me. We got to watch that. We got to watch that. Lots Put that in the chat. Bit. Um. Oh, Dork Knight, what's up, bro? Dork Knight is actually making a really cool design for our video this Sunday, or Saturday. Oh, yeah. Huge shout out. If you When you guys see that video that comes out, the well, we're in the member section, right? Oh, wait, are we, are we still over the other side? Oh, let me let me stop that. Hold on. Yeah, because we're going to about to say something only members can hear. All right. So if, so if you want to be a member, come on over. If you're listening on PCU, come on over. We got to talk about stuff that is not, a, not we can't talk about here. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so we're doing, of course, uh, Who is Hammer for Star Trek Strange New Worlds Who this weekend. Hammer. And, uh, and Dork Knight actually created the design uh, for our merch store that's going on there. So make sure you guys pick up one of those. If you guys don't know Dork Knight, Dork, Dork Knight who's a member and a friend, and a, he's part of that Salty Nerd show on Saturday that Brian does. Salty Nerd Boys. Um, shout out to Salty Nerd. Boys. Um, yeah, he uh, he created this design, and um, and we're excited to to showcase it for everybody. I want to. Where's that, John? You gotta send me the link to the pitch meeting, dude. I was. I want to see that. Um. All right. All right. Yeah. Another reason, by the way, why I'm annoyed that there's no hammer because it would have made the video better if hammer if there was more hammer. You know what it's going to do, I think? I think people are going to realize, hey, I haven't seen Hammer in a while. So it might actually be better because people are going to go like, hey, I haven't seen this face. It might actually gain more intrigue, more interest. Maybe. Maybe. MC Hammer. 
Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I didn't. I don't see a pitch meeting for the Orville. Can't dude. touch this. I don't see a pitch meeting. John will send it over. John Burns says, so there's an area of space where they've warned about demons. Oh, so they decide against going there. Oh, no. In <laughs> fact, they completely ignore fear and common sense. <laughs> I now know how you watch scary movies, John. Like this. Yeah. You know, so I'm actually with you, John. I don't like uh, scary me- scary movies. And not because I'm, you know, scared of them. Coward. You know, or 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 I'm fearful or a coward, but because most of them are not done well, most of them have huge plot holes and inconsistencies, and it seems like it's much easier to have this character run this way or these characters separate for this weird reason, just to get. And the whole movie is not about the story; it's about murdering some teenagers or something, and I hate it. That's why yeah. I love Jeepers Creepers, even though that's a horror movie. Because there was this whole like mythos to it that made it so much more intriguing. Yeah, I like John's comment here uh, about uh, they they have to medevac him back to sickbay on a ship where everyone just leaves doors open for no reason. Uh, you're right, watertight doors, very big thing on the, in the navy. But check this out. What's crazy is like, don't you want to contain him? You don't know what happened on this alien thing. Don't you want to keep him from bringing a contaminant over to the ship? Don't they have some sort of like force field? I know Star Trek does, uh, you know, level eight force field or whatever no. to keep some sort of containment inside. They do. Uh, he, he he went into the brig for that same reason. So like, why would there not be force? Well, they should have. Right. They should have done that. Right. But there's no beaming, right? There's no beaming on the Orville. It's, it's all shuttles. Yeah. It's all shuttles. No, no transporters. Oh, no, 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 that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. There's no transporters in the Union, but there were transporters um, uh, in that episode, the Menagerie. I wasn't, I wasn't, it was the, based on like the Menagerie or whatever, where they got transported yeah. from that fake hologram ship to the cage, remember? Right, but they don't have any on their vessel. Right. The Union doesn't have them. Yeah. Either. Right. So, which is, you know, it does make it a little more difficult to force field and to contain things if you have to transport them, I guess. So. Right. Yeah, it's that's, a my, tough one. that's my problem with horror movies. Most horror movies are done incorrectly. They're just not done well. And to be fair, some of the best movies out there have the label as horror movie because it has enough elements to give it that, but it's usually... In fact, Allison, in my opinion, the best horror movies are horror movies that are horror in name, but they're wrapped in something else. They're wrapped in science fiction they're wrapped in adventure they're wrapped in mystery whatever it's Mm -hmm. the same reason why marvel movies are good because like they're superhero movies but they're wrapped in science fiction or comedy or whatever they're wrapped in another wrapper they take this movie and they they get they give it um the superhero treatment so like alien is a great movie but it's a it's it's a science fiction movie it's a science fiction horror movie Jeepers Creepers is a science fiction. I don't even know what you would call that, but it's not a straight up like slasher movie. There's something else. There's something more to it. You gotta have more to it. Oh, Slither, one of my favorite movies of all time. Slither is a horror movie. It's hey, Slither is one of your favorite movies of all time. Oh, it's fa- have you seen? You've seen it, right? I have. Yeah, it's fantastic. Huh? And that movie is both gross and horrifying. And well, I don't way, like it. It's too gross. And way bigger than what you think it is because it's about like this these aliens that sort of like 
shoot themselves off in the space looking for the next planet to overcome. Right. And Nathan Fillion's character, I think, right? Nathan Fillion's character? Was it Nathan Fillion that was in it? I believe. I, don't, I actually don't know. Nathan, whatever, the, the good guy, I think it was Nathan Fillion. The good guy's character, I'm pretty sure it's Nathan Fillion, the thing's trying to suck, trying to take over him, and he pulls it off, but he gets to see what their plans are for a second. Yeah. This is a really good movie. Um, of course, yeah. James Gunn made that movie, right? I was just surprised you said best movie, like one of the best movies of all time. One of the best horror movies, my bad. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, my bad. One of, one of my favorite horror movies of all time would be Slither. And it helps that it was like Michael Michael Rooker and people like yeah. that, Nathan Fillion, right? Archmage says they did specifically mention that the biofilters must have missed this. You know, I get tired of that. That's like the go-to every time. Like, oh, the biofilters must have missed it. I mean, and I get that's going to happen sometimes. I get it. But like uh, John Byrne says here, they didn't even wear protective equipment. So, you know, I'm not sure. You know, they don't typically do that for the show when they go to these alien places. But um, there definitely should probably be some sort of protocol (laughs) that protects them a little better. Yeah, it felt, uh, it felt, yeah, like I said, like, and a lot of people on the, on the, in the ship, I don't know. Um, my favorite superhero movie is Kick-Ass. Yeah, that's a great movie. Um, also, not exactly a superhero movie. It's, it's labeled superhero movie, because it's, it's, like you some, said, it's wrapped. It's wrapped, yeah. There's some vigilantes that dress up in, you know, but they have no superpowers. Right. <laughs> you know? Which is the best superheroes. Right. <laughs> Mystery Men was the best superhero. Movie. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> it had no superhero powers. That's a comedy. Yeah. So that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think the best genres are genres that, especially when it comes to horror, are when when they take a horror movie and they wrap it in someone else or, or something else. Or they take a, a science fiction movie and they wrap it in horror. Yeah. Those those are the best. And some of my favorite movies, hands down, are, are movies that definitely have scary elements to them. And they're, they're meant to be scary. But it's not just some guy running around with a chainsaw killing teenagers. Right. Because I do not. I don't like those kind of movies. I like those movies, though. Yeah. I like slasher flicks, too. Oh, my I like God. Them. I love, um, is it Blumhouse or Bloomhouse? Bloomhouse. Bloomhouse. Fantasy Island. I love that movie so much. Well, that was a twist, though. That was that was good because of the twist, and pretty much only because of the twist. If you guys, if you guys haven't seen this movie, I feel like a lot of people didn't watch this movie because it wasn't what they expected, and so like, well, they thought it was a reboot, yeah. So I think, I think, so I think some people that people that people that reviewed it were like, "Oh, this wasn't Fantasy Island. This is horrible," but I don't. They're not getting it. No, they didn't get it. It they're was a really, horror. Movie. It was a horror movie and a yeah. prequel. Yes. It, it made it so much better because it 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 made the fantasy island you watched the kid, it made it much so more much darker. Right? It, it, like, it made it much more interesting. Yeah. Oh man, that's a such such a great movie. Oh god, I loved it. <laughs> loved it. Loved it so much. Same with uh that movie that I finally watched that that remember I remember I was like, bro, so I'm watching um it's called uh Happy Death Day. I'm like, I'm watching Happy Death Day. Have you seen this movie? And she's like, Yeah. I'm like it's really good. He's like, yeah, it's pretty good. I'm like, no, no, it's really good. And by, by then, I'm like, holy moly, that was the guy? I was losing it. And that whole franchise ends up being like a science fiction franchise? Of yeah. course, of course, that's why I liked it. Yeah. You watch that first movie, you don't realize that it's science fiction. You got you to gotta get to the second movie to even realize that's a science fiction franchise. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, there's definitely, it's obviously some weird time travel thing happening there, but yeah. 
Right. Um, Alias, see, Fantasy Island wasn't supposed to be a prequel. You don't realize it's a prequel until you until the end of the movie. That's what makes it so good. It ends up being a prequel, but it doesn't, yeah, it, it doesn't run into any problems. Like most prequels, like you have a problem because you're going to run into the wall of the original at some point. Right. In this case, we don't really know why Fantasy Island is Fantasy Island. Right. Like the TV series never explains why. And this movie does. Right. I agree. Okay, man. Are we ready for a, a news story? We are. We are. Absolutely. <laughs> that sounded creepy. That sounded like Dr. Me Too. In the Dr. Word, Dr. Admiral, Admiral. Admiral Me Too. In the words of uh, John, hey, you. <laughs> hey, hey, you. Hey, what's up? Okay, let's get into it, man. We are talking about Star Trek Strange New Worlds to introduce a brand new non-binary character played by James Keitel. Jesse, I'm sorry, played by Jesse James Keitel. 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 Kate. <laughs> That's great. Right. First, you call her. You call her Jesse. It's James not her. Keitel. It's not her. You can't say. It. You're doing all the wrong too. Hold up. Let me just. Pro oh wait, so that's right. Announce. I think it's they. Is it they? Keitel. Okay, here we Them? go. Keitel. Keitel. It's Keitel. Keitel. Oh, yeah. I thought we were talking about whether what the pronoun we're supposed to use is. I don't know. I think it's they. They okay. So whatever. Star Trek: Strange New Worlds introduce a non-binary character played by Jesse James Keitel. Yes. Can you put the picture up? Because the first thing that I have to tell you is I couldn't stop staring at this picture. I literally could not stop staring at this picture, and I just—I mean, literally for like a day—I've been looking at it, going, "What's going on here?" Well, you don't—you don't—you don't, you don't, right? you don't have a—you don't have any chance with this person because they oh, no, no. aren't into uh, men or women. No, it's not that. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I'm not. It's not that. That looks like our sister. Oh, it does look like our sister. It looks like our sister. Shoot. Unbelievably Damn so. Damn it. Ah, oh, now I can't stop looking at it. I was, I couldn't figure out what it was. But looks guys, like, if you ever wanted to know what our sister looked like, that's basically her. Yeah. It, you know, it, it almost looks more like our niece who looks a lot like our sister. Yes. Well, our niece has this color hair. That's why. Right. But this is the face of our sister. Yes. Our sister. Yeah. Her doppelganger is a non-binary person. Yes. 100%. It makes complete sense, actually. It makes complete sense. If it um, doesn't, at John Murphy, hey, at Brian, if it doesn't just pop out of your mouth, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> it's hard to know what to say sometimes i get it confused yeah i don't i still don't know that's why i'm trying my, the reason i took my camera off the screen is because i'm i'm worried that i'm gonna offend someone it, well I, it's funny he leaves me up there like i'm out here to drive <laughs> no problem i got it guys they them i got it your name's jesse james <laughs> I don't I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm st 
stuck. I'm lost. Related to Harvey Keitel, right? John. Be even more confusing. Have two first names. I'm so confused right now. I'm not sure what to do. I'm just going to say they because it feels safe. Yeah, it feels safe. (laughs) I'm going to be the first person to tell you I'm a 48, almost 49-year-old man who has no idea what any of this really truly means. I've tried desperately to understand it. And I believe it's just beyond me. Like I get the whole LGBTQ community and I understand it. And I, and I totally 100% approve of every human being being able to be whoever and whatever they want to be. But I do not, cannot wrap my brain around non-binary. I don't understand. I tried to get a young person to explain it to me, but I still don't get it because the, the explanation is either neither he nor she, but perhaps both, but maybe neither. And I just couldn't, like, I don't know. And I, I think I need a non-binary person to explain it to me, which I haven't had that happen. So. We had like, a, we, we, we talked about this for like an hour last night and we <laughs> Just, I still can't. I'm like, we just keep going around and around. I don't know. I think it's, it me like, so like to break it down into, into its most simple form, I, if I had to guess, if you're neither this nor that, then you are nothing. So in their mind, I am the, 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 the lack of. But it's also both. No, because then you would be asexual if you were without you know, non-binary is different. I don't quite get it. I, I, it's either I both. It up, or I thought non-binary meant you meant you had no attraction to either gender. But but no, keep going. There's more, right? Or both. Or you no, pick no, no, depending it, on the day. Because if it's both, you'd be bisexual. No, not necessarily. Not from. Oh what my I'm, god, that's not. This is not. We're getting. We're going. We're going right back to where we were the first time. Okay. Well, let's since we don't understand it, let's at least talk about what's going on. Star Trek Strange New Worlds to introduce non-binary character played by Jesse James Keitel. And before people kind of get like, wonder what's going on here. Are we going down the road of Star Trek Discovery? We're going to start adding these different characters and different people of different uh, genders. Uh, No, this is a a single episode uh, that this character is going to be in. um, And I think one of the reasons they're introducing this non-binary character is because the, the episode is actually directed by a non-binary director. And so that's likely why they brought this character in to kind of, you know, uh, give more light and attention to, to uh, trans. I, I believe this is a transgender non-binary person. If I get it wrong, forgive me. Um, it says, once again, the Star Trek franchise will embrace diversity with the introduction of a new character on Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Uh, Jesse James Keitel will be Dr. Aspen, uh, first reported by Variety and officially uh, confirmed by Paramount+. Plus. Uh, Jesse James Keitel, who is in Big Sky, Queer as Folk, uh, is a trans woman who is a trans woman, will be appearing as a guest star on Episode 7 of Strange New Worlds, which is next week. Uh, Kaitel will be playing a non-binary character named Dr. Aspen. According to Variety, Aspen once worked as a Starfleet counselor, but whose experiences on the Federation border uh, on the Federation border prompted them to shift careers and work as a humanitarian aid worker. And this episode is helmed by trans director Sydney Freeland uh, of Reser- 
reservation dogs. I was going to say reservoir dogs, but it's not reservation dogs. Dr. Aspen will develop a surprising connection with Ethan Peck's Spock. Well, I know that just made everybody really nervous. Everybody got real nervous right there, right there. Surprising connection. And it's in it's in quotes, connection. Everyone has everyone has extreme anxiety right now. <laughs> like, whoa, what's going on, guys? Was Spock's all of a sudden gonna but listen, because I don't understand what non-binary means i can't even like fathom to mean what that connection could possibly mean as we all know that uh spock's vulcan at the very least likes to pring so we know he's i don't know i, can't I think even say to be fair i think any gender would like to pring okay that's all right. Sometimes oh, beauty Spock. surpasses. Can, can all, every gender like Spock? All genders. No, Is sexy any. Spock enough to entice all genders? I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, Kaitel Made History is the first openly trans series regular on primetime network TV in the AB series Big Sky. Uh, she, I don't know if you got it right here, trekmovie.com. But yeah, right. She is now starring in Peacock's revival of Queer as Folk which debuts June 9th. Uh, Kaitel reacted to the official announcement by saying it has been a lifelong dream to be a part of Star Trek. Uh, she, according to trekmovie.com, uh, said it's so, uh, so shook to be part of the at Star Trek family, an actual lifelong dream come true. Hashtag strange new worlds. Yeah, hold up. What? Uh, let me just continue while you keep on. The inclusion of Kaitel's Dr. Aspen continues the effort seen in the new series to embrace LGBTQ representation in the Star Trek universe. Just last week, Jess Bush's Christine Chapel was revealed to date both men and women, uh, although she did say that was only once. So I don't know yeah, how much man. that counts. And the most recent season of Picard, including a romantic storyline with Rafi, uh, Rafi and Seven of Nine, which was totally and completely unbelievable. Uh, and the last year, Star Trek Discovery won a GLAAD award, which, I guys, I'll be honest with you. If Star Trek Discovery doesn't win a GLAAD GLAD <laughs> award, then freaking nobody deserves to win a GLAAD award ever. Yeah, yeah, Star so, Trek Discovery. Like, literally, the entire cast is LGBT. Yeah, at this point, I'm pretty sure Star Trek Discovery, if they ever leave Paramount, they should just get picked up by the Oxygen Network. Right, yeah. Well, in this story, right? In this story, they mention the non-binary character Adira by Blue Del Barrio, trans character Ian Alexander, uh, same-sex couples Anthony Rapp, Wilson Cruz. But hey, doesn't even um, uh, the the big redheaded girl? She said she's like bisexual now, right? <laughs> the big redheaded girl Tilly. I just totally forgot her name, Tilly. <laughs> I, I want to I want to use the actress's name, but I t I can't. Anyway, she's like Tilly, bisexual. Tilly said in like a yeah, in like a podcast that no, no, it was somewhere official that like yes, the Tilly character is also bisexual or something. Okay, or and she I, or know. she was bisexual and the character wasn't. I don't no, know. no, she's is no, she is. Yeah, she. Well, is. We don't know. She, Tilly's never like had a love right, interest. Right, right. So yeah, so yeah, she said that the only person she, she loves is Michael. So she even though even though she's married, she's married to a as heterosexual man he was like yeah but i'm also bisexual so 
<laughs> okay, got it. Got it. All right. Cool. All right, Jelly. Thanks. No one likes you. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I mean, it's her own fault. Yeah. Um, you know, she, had, she could have been very likable. I had I had a lot of hopes for it. When we first started watching it, remember I told you, I remember I told you, I think I, I, I'm, I'm probably going to like Saru and Tilly and yeah. Stamets. And I liked Saru. I tolerated Stamets. I really disliked Tilly. Yeah, I like Stamets. I tolerate Saru and Tilly became a joke when they put an ensign in charge of everything. Right, dude. So I'm like, okay, well, now I don't respect her at all. Captain Tilly? She was an ensign yesterday! <laughs> even the Starfleet Academy graduates or people who didn't even take her seriously. Oh, my God. <laughs> This isn't why does all of our Star Trek stuff end up like bag on Discovery? Because it constantly refers to Discovery. It's so hard. It's bad. That's why. Um, let's see. Strange New Worlds. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Look at it. So listen. So in this episode of Strange New Worlds, we're about to see this. I've never seen this actress. I can call her an actress now because she officially, thank you, Atheist, for uh, letting us know she officially uses she, her pronouns. I'm not sure, and now this now I'm even further confused. I'm not sure <laughs> if she's a she. Why is she also non-binary? I don't get it. Like, <laughs> wait. So now I'm even further confused. I'm even. I am. I'm like, okay, cool. I get it. She. Cool. What episode. I don't know. So she's a. She, I mean, whatever. Like, if you're if you're a guy, if you have male body parts and you identify as a girl, then you're trans. And now we're all on the same page. I got it. But the moment you become non-binary and you're still, okay, keep going. Uh, so what do you think, Mr. Brian? Uh, do you think that Strange New Worlds is um, is trying to be inclusive? Do you think there's a point? I would have liked it if they would have just had this person on the show um, and had this person because they're a great actress and they're going to do a really great job and there's a role that fits her precisely but because they're using a trans director it seems like they like wanted to have a trans character and i'm just not sure at what point tv shows should be picking and choosing types of people for the sake of picking and choosing types of people uh when you're just really trying to tell a good story with great characters yeah so is this a regular or is it like a a one-off guest it's a one-off i mean of course the character could come back later but it's not part of the regular cast the she's not part of the regular cast i see i yeah no they shouldn't be picking a non-binary character just because like it needs to have something to do with the story right because not binary okay so anyone's sexuality isn't part of the normally it's not has nothing to do with the story like the story is about right. this. Like that has nothing to do with the story. It's like to force it to be about that, unless the story is specifically about that, then it doesn't make any sense. So, like Pike got it on with somebody last episode, right? Right. So he was like that person. He's a main character. It made sense. So, um, but maybe sexuality and gender. I don't know. I just I just would like them if they're going to do this, then that's fine. Because let's say Jesse James Keitel is like a really good actress. You know, maybe she's really great on these shows I haven't seen. 
right? And maybe she would make a great character on Star Trek, then put her in it, you know, but let's yeah. not, why do we got to talk about yeah, the non-binary? Why do we got to, why do we got to, why does it have to be a thing? Like, yeah, someone, I mean, I get it, there's, there's not a lot, but. Someone said, um, I remember I was on, I was on, a, I was on a podcast and they were like, they were talking about why Discovery is constantly introducing like all these unimportant, everyone's, everyone's LGBT, everyone's has these like personal issue issues that are always like really forward. Right. And they were like, um, well, if you can't convince them, confuse them. And I'm like, huh. Why would you do that? And like, are you just trying to like, if you, if you, are you trying to check boxes so that the, your, the criticism of your show is not valid anymore because you, it's really difficult to con- to, criticize like these these this this small percentage of people you know is that is that the purpose I mean, but strange new world is not getting that criticism I don't right know. they're just trying to and you know if you look at like we talked about in several episodes now strange new worlds doesn't seem to be doing any like sjw armor right they're not you know like they had the the black uh, servant in the last episode remember right. i mean so they're not like they're not trying to send any messages that which is great gotten, love yeah. that right you know and and so i'm going to be very interested to watch next week to see because we are we have a trans director and i get it like if you're if you're a person of uh if you're a minority and you feel like you're underrepresented um and you get an opportunity to do something that a lot of people are going to see, then you're going to feel compelled. You might even feel like you don't have a choice, like you must do this, or now you're going to be judged for not acting up when you had the opportunity to speak for everybody of your type. You know, so I get that. Uh, but I can tell you when next week rolls around and episode seven of Strange New Worlds comes and we do our review, we will be honest upside down. And if it ends up being bad, then we're going to tell you it's bad. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, it's not, it, it's not our fault. It's not. Don't blame us for being bad. If you're bad, you're and bad. It and it won't be because there's a transgender woman in it or a transgender director directing it. It's going to be whether or not it's a good episode of Trek or not. Right. Period. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, there'll, there'll be down votes if there's some kind of excessive uh, call to attention for something that has nothing to do with the story, no matter what it is. Which is what Discovery did often. So be happy we never reviewed Discovery because it just would have been... A, a, I will say if Spock's sexuality changes next week, then there's going to be some oh, there's going to be some problems. That'll be, that'll be negative five. Speaking of five... Oh, five dollars from John Burns. What up, John? <laughs> I put my version of what I thought a Ryan pitch meeting of the latest Orville episode should be. Shane read the first one and stuff. Oh, oh, that's... You t- I read it? What was it? <clears throat> Oh, he confused me. I guess so. I guess he put a. He was writing out the pitch meeting in the comments. Oh, okay, cool. I'm sorry. We should have kept going on those. We'll we'll take a look at him in between. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I see it right here. All right. Let me uh, let me stop this recording. All right, guys. Uh, hit that subscribe button on the way to the comment section to to explain to Shane what non-binary means. What does it mean? No, Brian doesn't know either, guys. I don't know either. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is what John said. 
So it's an area of space where they warned about demons. Oh, so they decide against going there. Oh, no. In fact, they completely ignore fear and common sense. How so? Well, when heading to check out the starbase, they bring in an admiral with them who recently concluded a diplomatic treaty. Oh, and they're expecting to need him to diplomatically solve an issue? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) How would I know? Didn't you read the script? Yeah. So they enter the starbase and you get a very big aliens feel, so they wear protective equipment. Now, what reason would they have for doing that? (laughs) That sounds like a pitch meeting. So then the Admiral gets injected with something. Well, that was no way. No one could see that coming. (laughs) All right, we got to read that later. That's good. That's great. We got to have you write a pitch meeting for us. Dude, we should have John write a pitch meeting and we'll do, do the pitch meeting back and forth. I will. I'll do that. John always gives us funny stuff. Thank you, John. That was great. All right. Let's move on into the news. Dude, that clip is going to be a mess to try to edit. <laughs> Why? I don't just know. Just leave it. Yeah, okay. I'll just leave it. Otherwise, leave just it. leave it because, look, I mean, I think I come across as, like, seriously confused. And I think it's okay to be confused yeah. because it's hard to understand. <laughs> I don't think I insulted anybody. When you went, <laughs> I mean, I probably did insult somebody, but I didn't mean to. When you were like, "Oh, she chooses her own pronouns." Wait, what? <laughs> I don't understand. Maybe because I'm too old. At least kids seem to understand. I don't know. I don't think kids understand. I think they're just like, eh. All right, we are talking about. Star Trek Picard Season 3, because Marina Sirtis, a.k.a. Deanna Troy, a.k.a. my love interest for years, has come out to say that the TNG cast was cherished in Star Trek Picard Season 3 after being discarded in Nemesis, the movie Nemesis she's referring to. Shane, what's happening with us? It's funny, my um, you mentioned love interest, right? Of course, Deanna Troy was like every every young man's Star Trek fantasy girl. Uh, but when I worked, uh, I worked at uh, Costco about that time, and uh, I was really young. And we had a, a front end manager who looked essentially exactly like her. Like the only difference was she wore glasses. And uh, a lot of the nerds there are always goggling her because everybody knew she looked like like Deanna Troy. And uh, one day she's like. She asked, what are you guys looking at? <laughs> like, uh, you know, you look like a counselor is what one of them told. It was just hilarious. Yeah, so. I, I would have had a hard time working there. I'm sorry. It, um, you're, yeah. It's it's Deanna Troy with glasses? Yes. Oh, no. I, I know. It would have killed it for you, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, so anyways, uh, Marina Sirtis, you know, she's never been one to hold back uh, because, you know, she's always felt like uh, everybody was, everybody but Picard was pretty sort of discarded nemesis uh the movie the final movie of uh the tng era movies um but in the third season of star trek picard we know that it's going to be featuring the main cast of the next generation uh and now uh two members of the cast including marina uh and i believe jonathan frakes is talking about what we can expect um apparently they've already shot it everything's been shot um, and they just actually got back uh, from two months of shooting in L.A. And uh, 
they're very excited because they've got some great guest stars and they said it's going to be a great storyline. Um, and she said, we're in it. We're in it a lot, which is great news to TNG fans because that's what we wanted. We didn't want cameos. Right. We wanted, you know, the meat and potatoes. We wanted the show to be about them. Meat and potatoes. Uh, and this is what Marina said and about Nemesis. <laughs> right. This is what she said about Nemesis. Well, the producers before and Nemesis and TNG filming Picard season three. Well, the producers, before we even started filming, when they were talking to us about the project, did say they felt like we hadn't been given the proper send-off in Nemesis. And they wanted to send us off the right way, which I appreciated, she said, because this is something that's taken up my life on and off since 1987. And I did feel that we were kind of discarded a little bit, but we were definitely cherished on this product project. I mean, that could only be a great thing for us, right? As fans. Yeah, I don't see a downside to that at all. I mean, TNG was arguably everybody's favorite Star Trek, right? Well, I mean, generally speaking. Most people, generally speaking. Um, So getting to see them properly done would be fantastic, right? Does that mean they die? No, I don't think so. Because, in fact, the TNG stars were talking about season three. Uh, executive producer and showrunner Terry Metalis stated it would be an understatement to say that giving these characters a proper send-off is an honor. So he's totally cool about that. But then she was asked about, um, do she think there could possibly be a potential spinoff? Now, her comment here will give you the answer to your question. Never say never, right? I don't know what's going to happen in the future. There are so many Star Trek shows on right now. I can't imagine that this is that if this is really successful, that maybe some of the more successful characters might have a spinoff. I don't know. Uh, That's kind of the way Hollywood works, isn't it? So that tells you right now that at least most of the characters are not going to die. That's fantastic. If there's the potential for a spinoff. That is fantastic. I want to see a Worf spinoff. I want to see a spinoff where Deanna Troy leaves Riker. No, Riker dies, and she goes to hang out Instead, no. with her second love, Worf, who's captaining his own ship, and she's with Worf on his ship. I love Worf, but I I, I never want Riker to die. Well, I mean, dude, he's I love guy's, Riker. guy's pretty old. It's going to happen pretty soon. So, I hope not. But yeah, no, Worf, Worf would be a great series. There's so much to explore that Worf could do. I mean, he's old now, but I mean, they could pull it off. I don't think we're going to get a spinoff, dude. I don't think, I think this is it. This is the send off. Um, unless like somebody like groundbreaking, like one of the characters comes through and is just like, wow, I need to know everything about what that character is doing in Trek. Um, I just don't see it. Yeah. Oh, Terry Metallis said, listening to a music cue in Star Trek season three has themes from four different Treks woven in. Wow. Oh, well, yeah, he did that in episode in season two, but that just screwed us up. <laughs> yeah. That Remember? actually, that actually annoyed me to, <laughs> yeah. to all end. Yeah, because we we were theory crafting because of the music. Remember, never gonna do that again. Yes, uh, yeah, you don't. Yeah, Terry's Terry. He don't care, man. He's gonna throw that music in there. Now this is very interesting because uh, we also learned from this story that it looks like we're probably gonna get Picard season three next February. Yeah. So that's we had no idea when it was gonna drop. But here's what Brent Spiner said at FedCon in Bonn, Germany, last weekend. Uh, I think it's going to be a really interesting season. We've already shot it all. I think it's going to be an airing sometime around next February. I don't know why it's taking that long. (laughs) Typical Brent Spiner. 
uh, but hopefully you like it. It's very different from the other two seasons of Picard. Oh, thank God. It's very different. Oh, thank God. Come on, everybody. What does that mean, guys? What does that mean? I don't, right? I don't, I don't care about the first season. You turn. The first you season was turn. atrocious. The second season was like, eh, then horrible. And there was, and, and but yet they were super different. When you say different, there's at least a fifty percent chance that means good. <laughs> That's true. It's fifty fifty. It's either better or worse. Right. It's either better or right. worse. Or I mean, I guess different could also be just as bad. But it's well, there's a fifty fifty chance that it's not what we just saw. No, no. It's a hundred percent chance that it's not what right. Hundred percent chance. It's yeah. it's different. But fifty fifty if it's good or bad. But the theme of this whole Star Trek thing and what's been going on, and we believe, Brian and I's theory, is that slowly but surely, Kurtzman is trying to fix everything to the best. That, I mean, it'll never be fixed 100%, but he's trying to fix it. I can see it happening, man. All the shows, even, even Discovery saying they're going to start taking things from TOS to add in season five. Right. Like we're going to be more episodic, but like, okay. Yeah. There's right. like some stuff going on. I mean, there, I'm I sorry. You what's your name time. again? Oh, you're still here. <laughs> Jeez. Just go away. Yeah. Take so. the money you're going to spend on discovery and, and just put it into a new show, please. They're not going to do it, man. It's flagship. They've, they've planted their flag in it. That's it. It's dumb. Yeah. Super dumb. But that is our opinion, and we would like to know what your opinion is in the comment section below. So go ahead and hit the subscribe button on the, way to the comment section because 90% of you that watch this are not subscribed, and that is so weird to us. So on the way to the comment section to tell Shaney's wrong and that Discovery is the best show you've ever seen, please hit that subscribe button. And then... I'm just going to be honest with you. You're not going to have a good time here if you think that's the okay, so case. <laughs> no, I mean, we rag on Discovery a lot. <laughs> but all opinions welcome. Like, yes. if you love Discovery, you're welcome here. We we will love you just the same. You know, we may think that you don't have good taste. <laughs> right. but, but that don't mean we're not going to love you, you know? That's true. Okay. My all kids right. hate what I watch. I love them. Oh, I hate what my kids watch, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, the other day, I walked in the living room. And they're watching some YouTubers like, hey, that on glass on it. I'm like, I'm like, pause it, pause it. I'm like, I look at my kids. I'm like, yo, first off, how many times does this person say the word guys in a matter of two minutes? Secondly, half of what he's saying is so fast and so enunciated, you can't understand a word. What is the point of this? Tell me. And they're like, I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Because like, hey guys, 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 guys. Oh god. <laughs> the worst. I got the same thing going on. Yeah. They just looked at me, looked at me with a, with a blank face. We think it's funny. Yet <laughs> I've been in here listening to this obnoxious YouTube character, and they haven't laughed once. Yeah, look at how many subscribers that obnoxious YouTube character has. 17 but million subscribers. Million. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
Well, so maybe we should pee a little crazy. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, we, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the YouTube channel. Please hit subscribe. <laughs> and like and learn. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not entertained? Are you not? <laughs> Come on, you 40 and 50-year-old folks. Come on. <laughs> you know who's watching us. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, dude, and the, I keep getting those too. Like, this is like the new thing people do. Watch this. They do this. Hey guys, how you guys doing? <laughs> the new thing is like you come off screen and like jump in your chair while it's <laughs> yes, anything to be a little different, right? Oh god. Oh god. We should make. We should make. We should. We should do one live stream where we just mimic uh, the teenagers. Hey guys, we're watching Discovery, and oh, that's a see. That's an upvote. That's a downvote. Oh, it's too bad. We'd get like people would watch for thirty seconds, and they'd be gone. And then we, and then Shane would have a heart attack by the end of the stream. I'd be like this. <laughs> hey, isn't that funny, guys? I'm pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> Uh, how are you guys doing out there what do we got hiroshi loves you i had to stop watching discovery i couldn't stand anymore god bless you hiroshi i feel the same way you do at least you don't have to you're not forced to watch it so you can cover it <laughs> uh let's see we need a space vikings wharf series series thank you chris i agree yeah that, would be that sounds good fantastic we're going to get that Wesley Traveler series spin up. <laughs> Shut up, Art Mage. No! Don't even say that out loud. No! Nobody, we don't want nobody to hear that. How dare you put that into the universe? <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine us trying to cover that smug, stupid face every week. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> because we run everything. I'm the traveler. I travel. I travel. <laughs> I you should that. be a traveler too, even though you don't have no purpose for being a traveler whatsoever. He's a Brion. I just like him so. Yeah, I hated that so much. That was. I know. Oh God. <clears throat> STD usually starts in September, October. Yes, Chris. So that's probably what it is. They're going to do Discovery and then roll into Picard season three. That makes sense. Dude, could you imagine us doing it? Thank you, John. At Brian and at Shane morning show. <laughs> right? We hey, wake buddy. you up. Welcome to the morning show. <laughs> you guys would be afraid of probably what we talk about in the morning. Oh, yeah. We, have, uh, we, we are not very happy in the morning. I gotta tell you that right now. <laughs> That's true. Morning sucks. Will Wheaton was good in Dark Matter. He was in Dark Matter? He was, I mean, we've seen like everything about what, what yeah, we, or everything about Dark Matter. Hmm. IMDb has STD season five listed as twenty twenty three. Well, IMDb, they're kind of hit or miss. Well, he wasn't Dark Matter. What? Dude, how did you miss that? So weird. Like on the Dark Matter wiki, it's like. Will Wheaton, an actor known for playing Wesley Crusher in Star Trek Next Generations, 
uh, and Jordy Lachance in Stand By Me. He is also known for being a creator and host of Tabletop. And then as a footnote, it's like, Will, Will portrayed Alex Rook in season one. <laughs> I guess he was Alex Alexander Rook. I guess, uh, I guess I didn't notice it. That's weird. Well, if you're a Will Wheaton fan, totally cool. Like, I liked him on uh, on TNG as a kid. Maybe he but was in that so stand- good I didn't notice it. In that Stand By Me movie with those four boys, uh, you know, he was the worst kid of all the four. <laughs> like, by far. Like, the worst kid. Like, the worst acting kid. The worst, the least interesting looking kid. Like he was definitely the worst of all four characters. Of course, River Phoenix is one. He died. You know, Corey Feldman, you know, you know how that goes. And then of course, Jerry, uh, or you know, from from Sliders, uh, the kid the, the kid ended up playing Sliders later on. Oh, you know what? He had like a full beard. Yeah, you know what? You know what's funny? I I gotta say it. He was good in that role. Oh, so, so good acting job on Will Wheaton. He played he played an asshole capitalist with a full beard. <laughs> I mean, it pretty much I guess he just played himself. So Okay. Yeah. Third chair. So so it says here Jeremy says there needs to be a third person on the morning show. Who's going to be the third chair? <laughs> Jeremy volunteers, but demonetization would happen almost immediately. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> What are you gonna say, Jeremy? No, oh, come on. <laughs> He's like, so what do you think, Jeremy? Well, <laughs> and French fries probably. <laughs> and that's what I thought. Nice. <laughs> and then Shane's like, <laughs> just staring at horror. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> last story here. All right, we are talking about J.J. Abrams and his new science fiction show, officially dead at HBO. Demomonday. As predicted, J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot, we predicted this last week, they are officially fired. Fired. And what it says is the series... The series starring Daniel Deadwater will be shopped to streamers after running into budget issues at Warner Brothers. Budget issues. It's because JJ asked for like $500 million. Dude, yeah. Can you believe he literally sought a budget of more than $200 million? By comparison, the upcoming prequel of Game of Thrones, House House of the Dragon, is less than $200 million. Like, it's a Game of Thrones thing. Yeah. Like, JJ, what are you doing, man? Like, this is, I don't understand. How can you need more than $200 million to do this, uh, the show, which is basically, isn't it like a knockoff? Um, um, it's like a knockoff of that, of the Watchmen, right? Or something like that? I don't, I don't know. You know, it's funny that when I saw the headline, it said JJ Abrams, whatever that name is, dead at HBO. For a minute there, I thought like it was a, someone who he knew that worked at HBO. <laughs> oh, because that's yeah. a stupid name for a oh, science fiction. Any TV show is a is a show you can't pronounce, pronounce? or yeah, spell. That's true. So, as expected, Demomonde will not be moving forward at HBO. The series, which marked the first or first original created by J.J. Abrams since Fringe in two thousand eight, 
has officially been passed over by the premium cable network following issues surrounding the show's sprawling budget. Sprawling budget? Sprawling? Does HBO have a sprawling budget? No, HBO wasn't the problem. They're saying they're saying Warner Brothers budget budgets budget issues. It wasn't that. They can afford it. They were like, you know, we don't we, want to pay for it. Yeah, we gave you $250 million for you to bring 10 shows to our network. You're starting off that contract with a $200 million science fiction show. So at this point, at this stage, you're saying we we need to invest almost exactly $450 million in you for us to get our first TV show. And who knows what the budget for the other shows are going to be. But for the first one, they would be out out of pocket $450 million. Amazing. Sources tell uh, The Hollywood Reporter, Abrams made a last-ditch plea to HBO, HBO Max boss Casey Bloys to spare the drama from cancellation. Bloys took the week to consider, but ultimately the decision was made to part ways um, because of, apparently because of the budget. Um, Abrams was also slated to direct the pilot for the show. Uh, which had already changed showrunner since it landed at HBO in 2018, following a bidding war with Apple. And as we all know, no one knows what's on Apple because no one watches it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, if you watch Apple TV, great. I can't figure it out. So. I started watching Apple TV because one of our viewers was like, you got to check out Mythic Quest. And he was right. Mythic Quest, phenomenal show. And yeah, I watched I... all of Mythic Quest. And then I watched the show with Rosie Brines. I think it's called... Uh... I don't know. She's hot. Whatever it was called. I watched that because of how attractive she is. And then I couldn't find anything else to watch while I was waiting for foundation. And then I watched the first episode of foundation was thoroughly, utterly disappointed. And I immediately canceled the service and haven't been back since. Oh, and I watched, I watched Ted. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, my problem is, is I, I don't know how to get an Apple ID properly, apparently, because just I couldn't get it to work. Oh, look, I, if I see a streaming service, I just want to like log in, sign up with my information, and be like, boom. But like with Apple, you got to like have an Apple ID and all kinds of weird yeah. stuff. And so I'm like, yep, you lost me. I'm done. The way I did it was I signed up on the website and then mm-hmm. used that information to sign into Roku. Yeah, I'm not that smart. Sorry. Yeah, you know, but it was even harder before when you had to have like an Apple device, which is like. You're gonna like start a stream a service where you have to have an Apple device. <laughs> that's not that's not the case anymore. But you're right. Yeah, uh, Apple is just they're just burning money at Apple, dude. Yeah, for real. Demamonde, starring Daniel Deadweiler, Station Eleven, Watchmen, will now be shopped by producer by producers Warner Brothers uh, Television to streamers including Apple and Netflix platforms where Abrams has other shows in the works. Um, Apple, look, they apparently will spend any amount of money. They don't care. I fully expect this show to end up on Apple, which I'll then never see it. Um, Abrams yeah. also... Real what? quick, do you remember there was a show with Tom Hanks? A science fiction show. There was, yeah. Set in the future with Tom Hanks, where his co-star is like a robot? Yes, except I never saw it because it's on Apple. Yeah, yes. it sounds awesome, sounds but it's on great. Apple. So we're like, yeah. oh, well. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I mean, eventually, maybe someday we're going to have to figure it out and like go there, but I'm not there yet. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Apple. Okay. Yeah. Seems like uh, Apple. Uh, it's it's worth noting. Strongly pursued an overall deal with Bad Robot, though sources at the time suggested Abrams turned down a pact 
rumored to be worth $500 million because of its exclusivity. So it looks like J.J. Abrams turned down $500 million to be with Apple because Apple wanted to be exclusive J.J. Abrams. Like J.J. couldn't go do other things. And let me tell you guys, this is J.J.'s problem. Yeah. J.J. is a fantastic director, actually. Right. Yeah. The guy really knows what he's doing. But he's so spread out all over the place. He wants to do yeah. so many things. It's partly why... Uh, why Star Wars failed. He didn't want to do all three episodes. It probably would have been fine had he just done all three. Right. You know, but because he wanted to do other things, somebody else did too. Star Trek, he, he did two of the three. Why did he walk away? Because he had to come back and do something else. He's got all this stuff he wants to do. And it's like, dude, you can either be the master of one or a jack of all trades. And that's what he's become as a jack of all trades. And I'm not sure what that means for his legacy, but he's not a master anymore. I got to say, yeah, Apple, someone at Apple was trying to do him a favor. They're like, hey, listen, man, this guy's great, but he's got to just work for one. Dude, he's got to do one thing at a time. Lock him in. That's it. So they were like, $500 million, just come over here and just do your job, bro. You don't got to do it. Go, don't go nowhere else. At this point, yeah. the guy's working for like every single streaming service. He's obsessed with like TV series. He just wants to do everything. Look, good for him. I'm glad he's motivated, right? But I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, look, he was part of Westworld. Westworld was great. You know, that first season wasn't anyway. First season. First you season. Know? Second and season was. Yeah. He lost interest and went and did something else. I mean, that's just kind of, you know, loss was great until he couldn't figure out how to end it. And then he couldn't figure out how to end it. And he just sort of, he just like quietly left. Like around season five, he's like. Yeah. If you're betting on horse. <laughs> <laughs> he just like, hey, where did JJ go? How do we end this? Oh, we don't know where he's at. He's like, God, yeah. It, it, JJ's like that horse at the at the horse races that like for the first two furlongs he's like way out ahead of everybody else. But then when they come around to the final turn, like he just gets passed. I don't know what any anything you said means. We need to go to the horse track every once in a while. I've never been to a horse track. Oh, dude, that's gonna happen. Hmm. Yeah, I like horse racing is fun. Chris, I like Fringe too. Up until the last season, it's like that's like JJ's mo. He gave up. Yeah, he gave up. It wasn't that he couldn't do it. Is that he's like, ah, this is too hard. <laughs> uh, in his defense, he did try to make uh, episode nine of Star Wars finish properly. But instead of just running out, what he should have done is he should have just taken what Ryan Johnson gave him and kept going. <laughs> instead, he tried to like just pretend what Ryan Johnson did didn't exist. Yeah. And like, you know, and that didn't work he out. He tried to course correct, but like yeah. Ryan Johnson... This is the problem when you try to course correct, right? So you're you're flying down this way, and some somebody takes over the wheel, and yanks it into a U-turn, right? Yeah. And you get it back, and you're trying to course correct, but you don't have the time to do it right, so you have to break the break the ship or the yeah. car to get back on on the road. Yeah, it's yeah ruining That's, the shocks on yeah. that vehicle. Pick a lane, JJ. Pick a lane and go for it, buddy. Yeah, and the the fact that he he's so politically correct when he's like. Um, I think Ryan Johnson did a great job. Great job. You know, um, I don't, you know, I wouldn't have had, uh, the, I wouldn't have had that boldness that he did. Uh, I'm going to read between the lines, right? Um, that effer didn't read any of my dailies and here we are. <laughs> hey, like, maybe you should have just did it. Well, it's, yeah, we already talked about it, but right. JJ, uh, they didn't do him any favors. I mean, how do you expect a guy to write eight while he's making seven, it's not fair. Disney needed to give him more time in between movies. That was really the problem. Yeah, yeah, I agree. 
Yeah. Go watch our video on it. It's great. Yeah, do it. All right. See you guys tomorrow. Oh, on the way to the comment section to tell Shane that he is obviously wrong about Star Wars Episode Eight, and it was the best this movie is, ever made. This is starting to become a pattern. <laughs> Please hit the subscribe <laughs> button because over 90% of you are not subscribed. And Shane is big sad. <laughs> I'm just going to end it right there. No explanation. <laughs> <laughs> That was the worst cry ever, by the way. And uh, that's the end of the show, dude. I don't have anything else. Yeah. What do we got over here in the members section, you wonderful members that have spent uh, over two plus hours, three plus hours with us. Wow. Rock stars, dude. Good night, atheist. Good night, brother. Thank you. Uh, I would get Apple just for severance. So, I, Chris, here's the deal, man. I really tried to watch Apple, but... I really got lost. Brian, you're going to have to show me how to sign up. Yeah, you got to sign up on the website. I went to the website. It said, what's your Apple ID? Right. I right, put in right. my freaking right. that was, that email was, address. That was a week before That was a week before they changed it. Now you can just... You can oh, it's different now? Up. Yeah, you can sign up now. Oh, okay. So, uh, okay, I got it. Yeah, I had that same criticism of them. And then like a week later, I, I was able to figure it out because they just they oh, fixed it. Right. You can sign up now like oh. a regular person. Well, then maybe I'll go try it. Everybody, you know what's funny is everybody who, watch, who watches that clip is going to be like, that guy is an idiot. <laughs> I, was trying, I was trying Apple to fix TV. it, but you kept interrupting right? me. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I can't figure yeah, it it's out. Yeah, it's horrible. Get off my lawn. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to be fair, yeah. for a long time, if you didn't have an Apple device, you couldn't watch it. And then an even longer time after that, you had to sign up for an Apple account to watch it. So yeah. it's not unreasonable to say they didn't do it right out the gate. And you still can't just sign up on your Roku, which is stupid. So Yeah. Wait, so how do you watch it on your Roku? Oh, and you can you can sign in on your Roku. You can't sign up on your Roku. Oh, I see. Sign up on your computer, then right. sign in on your Right, or your phone, whatever. Yeah. So most devices you can just sign up straight directly on your Roku. You don't gotta worry about anything. But not, gotcha. not Apple. Ugh, what do we also got here? I would disagree that JJ isn't a good director. He's a flashy one. All right, fair enough. Archmage, Archmage. He is flashy. Uh, he is flashy. Um, boom, boom, boom. I like Super Eight. I think that was my favorite JJ Abrams. I mean, I, I dude, I liked. I I know this is sacrilege in this um, in, the, in our community. I liked Star Trek two thousand nine. Oh, no, I loved it, too. No, don't get me wrong. I, no, it, in no way do I consider it, like, I don't even think it's connected to our Star Trek. I just look at it as a different series, and I liked it. Yeah, it's something different. Yeah, I and it. I know well, it was flashy, it didn't have substance, but it was fun. So. I mean, I, I like Zachary, I like Chris, I like I like all the people in there, so. Yeah, most people think you think, think we're nuts Carl when Urban. say that, by the way. Well, whatever, I mean... I can like what I want to like. I can like what I want to like. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> I also liked uh, Star Trek Beyond, even though everyone hated it. And I'm like, I thought the soundtrack was great. And there was moments, because I like Beastie Boys, and there was moments where I was like, oh, yeah, this is fun. It was a fun movie. What do you want from me? It was, a, yes, it wasn't smart or intelligent. It was fun. It was fun. It was a Star Trek movie. Man, what do you want? It's better great than, them, better than Nemesis. Oh, yeah. It's all better. Better than Insurrection. God, what a garbage movie that was. John Burns. Dude, John, you're so nice to us. Thank you, man. 
$5 super chat. Uh, check out Tom Selleck on Jesse Stone Night Passage. He travels to Massachusetts to become a chief of police available on iTunes. Thank you. I love Tom Selleck and I will check that out. I was a huge Magnum PI guy when uh, back in the 80s. Yeah, you know, you know, I actually watched the Magnum PI um, reboot after doing that. Remember the Quantum Leap video we made where you were talking about the the creator, right? Yeah. And uh, because I had to get so many clips for that video, I was sort of getting into some of the scenes. I thought, oh, it's sort of cool. It's like, it's fun. It's like adventurous. It's sexy. It has a cool soundtrack. Right. So I remember, I remember like, well, after this, I'm going to go and I'm going to go and watch an episode of Magnum PI. First episode was too slow. Like it was all callbacks trying to get like the old fans to remember it. And I never watched the original, so I didn't care. Second, second episode blast. Great. It was a great action cop procedural movie. It was fun. It was was fun. I ended up watching like five episodes of a show. I would have never even considered watching had I not seen, had not, you not said something about quantum leap. But watch the original Magnum PI. I can't. Tom Selleck's so charming. Don't tell me because it's in the wrong DPI or whatever. I can't. I cannot watch aspect four, three (laughs) ratio. I cannot watch I it. I physically can't. I cannot watch it, Sam. I am. I can't. I can't do it. Sorry. I cannot eat green eggs and ham. It, it just it's it is so distracting. Dude, I love Richard Richard D. Anderson and I love MacGyver. And I I can't watch the old stuff. It's just mm. so difficult for me to get past like the audio is so bad. When like they're out in the wilderness and he's making something with a paper clip and some bubblegum. And you can hear everything. You can hear birds chirping, the sound. The, it's You can hear the audio guys in the back t- smoking cigarettes. It's nuts, bro. <laughs> you hear the audio it's, it's, so, it's so distracting. And I know that's, that was the norm and it's fine. But now that we, like, we are so blessed with the, like, insane levels of quality, especially in the audio department, it's very difficult to watch the old stuff for me. Yes. Uh, Chris, are we watching uh, The Boys? Uh, I'm trying to, Chris, but I've got so many darn shows now we are reviewing. I have not had time to start it, but I am definitely looking forward to starting the new season. I am. It's great. It's great. It's so good. My my wife woke up when I was watching season three, and she saw a scene with, like, Homelander in one of his disgusting milk things, and she had (laughs) never, ever seen, like, the boys at all. Like, I've never – she's never, like, watched it with me or seen it, and she's like (laughs) – what the hell are you watching? And I'm like, the boys. And she's like, what? You know, she's, it was just so like off the wall. I'm like, yeah, I got to explain it's, it's yeah. It's funny as the boys also sounds like it could be like gay porn. Like, I'm watching the boys. Like what? I should have said, I'm watching the boys, <laughs> the boys, John Burns, the super chat. Check out some Tom Selleck and Jesse stone night passage. He travels to Massachusetts to become a shit. A chief of police available on iTunes. Wait. Officially, Brian does not listen to me when I'm talking, guys. Now we have it officially done because I've already read that super chat. I know, no, 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 but, but, but hold up. I know, but you yeah. said I saw that it was also on Apple TV. My oh. question is, is it new? Oh. Is it a new show or is it an old show? Um, I don't know, but it's on iTunes, which is owned by Apple, which makes sense. 
All right. So if it's a new show, I will watch it. If it was made pre nineteen ninety, no, 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 no. This is Tom Selleck, and this is uh, Jesse Stone. Night passages. Uh... No, I'm sure it's new. It has to be new, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, because Apple didn't have anything. Then. Right. Okay. So I'll check they're it out. They're not buying content. They're not buying content. I get what you're saying, but like, if it's if it's old, I'm I'm not. I can't watch it. Can't. No, yeah, Apple doesn't own anything old because they're not buying old content. Okay, so I'll they're go check it out. Yeah, I, I, Tom Selleck is great in. Uh, there's a show called Blue Bloods that my roommate watches yeah. all the time, and he's great on that. I haven't gotten into it, but every time I see Tom Selleck like at the table, and he's like, <clears throat> and he's like, he gets all gnarly with one of his kids or whatever it is to him. He's like. You will, and you're like, oh, okay, yes, daddy. <laughs> yeah, I met I met Tom Selleck back in 2004, and uh, he came out to the aircraft carrier on and spent two days on the ship. And I got to tell you, nicest dude on the planet, man, just nice. a sweetheart. That must big tall man though, that and he didn't have a mustache when he came out to visit. I was so disappointed. Oh, like, I got I got a picture with him right, and I'm like, ah, oh, the only thing missing is your mustache, Tom. And he's like, huh. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta be honest. Uh, you got robbed. I, I mean, well, I mean, the universe did I get robbed, robbed you. Wait, I, I could have never met Tom. I mean, yes, at least you got that. But like, yeah. But I would say a good thirty percent of Tom is Tom's mustache. I mean, he's a good actor. I mean, but yes, no, that I'm is saying the... that if you're trying to show a picture off, like I was with Tom Suck, they're like, "Who's that?" That's true. That's true. You know? Now, could you imagine if he had ended up doing Indiana Jones instead of? Harrison Ford. That'd be interesting. It, I mean, it, it almost happened. Yeah, he literally yeah. was supposed to do it, and Magnum PI wouldn't let him go. Isn't that great? Man, I want to. I want to. I want to visit the universe where he ends up being Indiana Jones. Yeah, that would have been cool. Interesting. Ah, Harrison Ford's the best. No, I love Harrison Ford. I mean, I, I'm saying I want to visit. I don't want. I don't. I don't wish that would have happened. I'm saying that I want to visit in the multiverse, the universe. You want to see that one? They let him do that. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, I really want to see the dark, dreary version of Back to the Future that, even though I love Back to the Future, one of my favorite movies of all time, and Michael J. Fox is perfect for that role, I want to see the version they shot before they got Michael J. Fox. I don't want to see that one. <laughs> I've seen the, seen too much of the documentary, and I know that actor, and he's just not that great. Didn't they shoot, like, 90% of the film? No, not that much. I mean, they shot a, they shot a lot of stuff. And they had to go back and reshoot. They shot everything like up until they really got into the 1950s. Mm -hmm. They had shot all that stuff with Eric. Uh, and he was just too dark, right? He was like too gloomy. He's just he's just a different actor. He's not a com comedic actor. He's more of a serious actor. Um, but I can't think. I mean, he was in that movie Mask with Cher, which, by the way, he was fantastic in. Right. Um, but that's pretty much it. He also played in uh, in uh, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> He was the drug, the druggy guy who had to put the shot in, or they, they had to do the shot in uh, what's her name's chest. I don't remember that. Oh, so, yeah. So he was, he's was been in some cool things, but. Quigley Down Under. Great movie. That's a good one. Yeah. Great movie. That Tom Skerritt. Yeah. The, the actress that plays the crazy chick is phenomenal. What's her name? Yeah. I don't know. She's so great. She's so great at playing crazy. Yeah, Tom Skerritt was in Top Gun, of course, and uh, he was also an alien, the original alien movie. Interesting. All right, my friends, we're going to wrap it up. 
I actually do have yeah. a video to edit, so yes, gonna be uh, gonna be a good night for me. I have a new one to work on too. Uh, let us know what you guys think. We're at members section, right? Oh, so Brian you, and I are considering. Good. After what you say, can you also ask them about the the history? What would they oh, prefer? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. So we, Brian and I are considering. Uh, okay, so we've learned that the Popcast Prime channel does not do well with uh, more than say two videos a week. And it even struggles with two. It's really like at its best with one video a week. Right. But we have the capability to do more and we wanna do more. Mm -hmm. So we're considering starting a Popcast mystery channel where we explore like the mysteries of the universe mm -hmm. uh, and do a Popcast style videos based on some interesting, intriguing mysteries that we don't yet understand with some theories. What do you guys think? Do you think that would be interesting to you? And uh, also, Brian's question is... Um, wait, wait, before that, here's an example of a mystery. What happens to the second sock in the dryer? <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that video because I don't know what happens to it. What happens? Where did it go? <laughs> it would be so funny to follow the socks on a journey through the dryer. We could we put Apple ID, like Apple tags on them, like those GPS yeah. tags, and throw them into a wash and like see where they come. <laughs> I, I actually do know where they go. Um, and it would be funny to explain it like that. Because I think what happens to the socks is they make it there together. They make it. But along the way, like one falls out somewhere that somebody misses. You always notice how you got random socks around the house. <laughs> and then like... Some of them get stuck in the filter, like in the like while they're drying, and they get trapped. And then, as you pull them out to throw them in the dryer, uh, like some fall on the ground and get kicked under the thing. I think that it's there's there's a logical explanation, but but it's crazy how much the socks are never together. Imagine, imagine we make the video and the FBI shows up. Um, um, excuse me, what are you doing? Oh yeah, we're just investigating this. Well, we just found your sock at our headquarters where we keep all of our socks. <laughs> and we're, you're going to need to come with us. They're like, what? <laughs> it's a sock. <laughs> we actually, uh, the government's actually ran by reptilians and they eat socks. <laughs> Everyone has suspicion. to tie 10% of their socks. <laughs> oh, Archmage trolling us, man. Look at this. Look at Archmage trolling the us. The first episode, what is nine binary? <laughs> Stop trolling us, guys. <laughs> I can't explain it. I don't even understand it. The video's 17 hours long. And it ends with Shane just muttering. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm trying to so hard. I'm not a dumb person. I know it. Oh, man. The, the look on your face. You felt so, you looked so defeated when, when it was like, wait a minute. Wait. So she identifies as a she. like... <laughs> This was your face. Now I'm even more confused. <laughs> it's true. I don't understand. I, I feel like I should be able to grasp most. I'm not, you know, I feel like I'm a relatively intelligent person. I should be able to grasp concepts and I just don't understand. I love this. Socks are the one thing the matrix can't render correctly. Nice. Lost pixels. Man, you oh, imagine a mystery channel that was a parody mystery channel. That would be too hard. But you took it so seriously. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I mean, I get you. There's a guy who does like how things are made. Oh, it's I actually love that guy. Funny, he's a pretty funny thing where he's like, yeah, this is how they make butter. Butter's stupid. 
Yeah. <laughs> there goes the butter. I guess that cow really shat that thing out, you know, or see just, and it's like, I, I kind of liked it, but at the same time, I, I found myself wanting to really know what the hell's going yeah, on. I'm like, yo, butter. wait a minute. I really didn't know how this was made, bro. Yeah. yeah. The, one, the one you're talking about had the most famous video I ever did where it's going through the process of explaining how they make like, milk (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's so serious for like 15 minutes straight and then they go and this is the place where they need to check the viscosity of the milk on your left is two percent on in the middle is a full a whole milk and on the and on the right is horse semen (laughs) (laughs) i know i'm like i'm like what because it was played so straight for like 10 minutes long and that's when you realize the whole 10 minutes he was just bullcrapping you none of it's real yes that was the first one i saw that's why i laughed so hard yeah when i first when i realized that that was the whole thing was bs i'm like oh my god it's brilliant (laughs) you can only do that once you only do it once i've never liked anything else he made since then yeah all right. So let us know what you think. And then the other one is, let us know, do you think we should do podcast mysteries? And for real, like the first one we're thinking about is like, you know, maybe like, actually, I kind of want to do some stuff on the Tic Tac uh, UFO because I actually was stationed on board aircraft carriers. And I know a lot about that. And I know Dave Fravor who reported that stuff. Um, Brian suggested maybe giants because giants. that's something that's happening lately. I'm really into giants. So let us know what you guys think. Or if you have another idea that we haven't thought of that you think we'd be good at, let us know. We aren't going to go political. I mean, that's been an option for us. Uh, we probably would do a pretty good job at it, but we just don't want to deal with we the repercussions. Yeah, we don't want to deal with it. It's just too much. <laughs> yes. And we did put out a poll. Um, if you guys didn't see it already, we're trying to find out what history you guys would like us to do next. What are the what are the options, Brian? Let me show you, man. While we're here, the options are. I actually messaged you and, and said, "I'm putting out this poll. What do you think the options should be?" And you totally ignored me. I must have missed it. It's okay. It's it doesn't right here. sound fun. Uh, Galaxy Quest, Definitive History, Battlestar Galactica, Star Trek Enterprise, Star Trek Voyager, or Quantum Leap. And right now. Uh, Battlestar Galactica with 1,000 votes is at 33%. Okay, so w- which one of those do you think you guys would like us to to do a full history on? Um, yeah. yeah, all of them would be great. Yeah, no, that's why I put them in there. Yeah. So I went I went to that that sheet you made where you listed all the ones we could do, and I just grabbed the first five basically. Yeah, I mean. Battlestar is going to happen for sure. I know it's leading right now. Um, yeah. Especially if they end up doing a series. I think we're kind of waiting to see if like the series is going to happen. But I think I think why not? We should probably just do it. How many people voted so far? So a thousand, thousand people. thousand votes and a 33%. So it's neck and neck though because Enterprise is at 26%. That's not too far off. Yeah, if we do it, Archmage, no, we don't just go halfway, buddy. We'll go the whole thing. It's from the beginning of of Battlestar. Oh, Archmage, he's not, he hasn't seen our Defendant Histories. What? I don't think, he must not have if he just said that. Dog, no, he has. No, he, Well, he may just be saying, like, he's not sure. Maybe we would only do part. He's seen our, he's seen him. No, he's no, yeah, we, we go full. Our Stargate doc went from, like, 
the 1950s, <laughs> like when the book was oh, written. From, 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 the, from the guy who tried to, yeah. The guy who tried to write the first book. Yeah, I like this. Too. Like, so many comments are good, too. It's a tie for me between Voyager and Quantum Leap. But they voted for but they voted for Quantum Leap. Um, Say that again. There's what? Oh, who? Oh, is she, uh, this person says it's tie. It's a tie for me between Voyager and Quantum Leap. But he, but she voted for. I'm assuming she voted for Quantum Leap because I feel like it doesn't get enough love outside of honor mentions. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. Wow, no love I, for Quantum Leap. Yeah. So I personally, if you guys want to know the truth, since I got to write these things, I personally want to do Voyager. And I, per, I personally I want. want to do Enterprise. Right. And I usually end up doing what Brian wants. Because, no, that's not true. Because he looks sweet. You know, and he's that's like... That's not true. I didn't want to do any Quantum Leap. I'm glad you talked me into that. <clears throat> yeah, Quantum Leap's fantastic. So $5 from Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for a good show, guys. Appreciate you. We appreciate you, Chris, and all of your wonderful comments. History of Quantum Leap. I, it's going to happen, I think. Because it's so good. Like the history of quantum. I got to tell you, Chris, quantum leap was like, that was my jam, dude. Like right next to Star Trek was quantum leap for me when I was uh, a teenager. Well, to be fair, all of these are going to happen. Yeah, that's true. So Just all, in, in yeah, whatever the, order. Yeah, the question is, what are we going to do next? And yeah. we're not going to base it fully on the poll, but like solely on the poll. But the reason we're looking, we're trying to poll, we're like, what what's going to give us the most bang for our bucks right now? And, you know... Even though people are voting for a start for Battlestar Galactica, to be honest, it's it's not the right time for it. It's not the right time for Battlestar. I don't think it is because Battlestar. I mean, what's that? According to three hundred and thirty-three people, seem to think so. I know, which is great, but wouldn't it be better to release a Battlestar Definitive History closer to when the actual new show is coming out? Unless it doesn't, and that would suck. Oh yeah. You know, that would suck. Too. Um, I mean, I hope, I hope it, I kind of hope it does. Like, Battlestar is a weird one for me. Like, I know everybody loves the reboot of Battlestar, right? Um, and I watched it and it was okay, but I grew up watching the original Battlestar Galactica and I enjoyed it. You know, well, I was a kid, of course, but um, Battlestar's got like this really interesting history that most people aren't aware of. So that would be kind of cool. Sequest. Oh, dude, I'd love to do Look at you coming up with ideas I even thought of. Whoa, Quantum Leap can tie into Sliders because a two-part Sliders episode is technically a sequel to Quantum Leap. That's interesting. Yeah, oh, so you know why Sliders isn't on that list? Because I couldn't put more than five. I want to do Sliders. I was going to put Sliders on the list, but I was like, do I remove one of the Star Treks? Like, Ooh, okay. Archmage, this is a good point you just brought up, Brian. You guys should wait for Voyager 2 because the documentary is coming. See, should we wait or should we beat the documentary to the punch? See, what I want to do is, I, this is why I want to do Voyager. I want to beat the documentary. Um, not that I'm saying we'll do better, because obviously we won't have all the interviews, like live interviews with the people. But as far as research goes, like, I'm really good at that. So I can uncover things and maybe, you know, I kind of want to beat the beat, beat it. I almost want to wait just so we had, just so we can, we, we have a place that we can start from. And do I don't want to redo what somebody else just did, though. That's like my big thing is like, I don't want to just regurgitate. That's why I've been holding back on um, on the other one that you, the that we were going to do. Galaxy Quest, because they came out with a really cool documentary about oh, Galaxy really? Quest. Yeah, it's like a really good one. Oh, and I'm like, well, shit, why that. are we doing a definitive history if uh, if if they've are, there's already a good one? So I kind of want to like 
beat Voyager, even though it's probably going to be a better one. I really would like to explore where Voyager came from and all. And I know I already know a lot about it. So, yeah. When does it come out? Oh, it's already. Is it already out? No. It's I would have heard. It's already that. out. The Voyager documentary is out. Wow! Talk about a terrible. Wait! 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 wait. All emotion. No, it's not. I don't think it's out. Wait a minute. No, there was one in 2017. But it's not now, that the good. the truth is, Rick Berman... And, no, it's not even the right one. That's not even the right one. No, I, I see. It's, it's called To the Journey, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're 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 doing it. It's not, it's not ready yet. Oh, well, when does it come out? Like... Um... It looks like uh, da, 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 da. oh, it says it's going to be available to purchase in late 2022. Hmm. I may have answered my own question. Hmm. I want to, I, I, you know, call me crazy, Brian, but I want to, I want to beat the, the, I want to beat that documentary. Like we can't do Deep Space Nine now. No, I mean, that, did you see what was that behind? You see the doc? I, I didn't. I saw the beginning. It wasn't very good. I was pretty bored. Honestly, the people that make them, they're fine people, but they're boring. The music is boring. It's like there's so many interviews, and the interviews are all super subjective, and it isn't really. It isn't really a documentary about what we do is we go from the literal beginning to the literal end. Mm -hmm. Here's what happened. Well, they talk about how it started and then they have like an hour of interviews and they talk about how it ended. Yeah. And the interviews are so long and so subjective and so drawn out. It's honestly very boring to me. And I've watched the captains and I've watched, I watched what we left behind. And I like the captains. The captains, but it wasn't a documentary. No, but it was really good. Right. It was because you love the captains. That's true. It wasn't yeah. a doc. These are not, this is not like a history of. These are different. Yeah. They're different. I think they're different. All right. So we'll, we'll suss it out, guys. Obviously, we're going to do all this stuff eventually. Very cool. Well, we appreciate you guys. Uh, hope you guys all have a wonderful weekend. Um, we're going to have an interview, I believe, with Penny Johnson Gerald on Monday. So if you're a member, um, we, you know, we're just going to end up, we'll try to let you know as soon as we know when it's going to happen so you can be there. But, you know, if your alerts aren't working on YouTube, we apologize. Uh, just make sure you've got it selected. So hopefully they'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Come on and ask questions, you know, give us some questions in advance. It'd be great. Yep. <clears throat> okay, everybody. We love you guys. See you guys uh, Saturday morning. Come on back for our show on our, the, the Prime video. It comes out Saturday morning. Yes. All right, love you guys.